0: Thank you for tuning in and listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my discussion about the Sandbox updates in Destiny. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash stay rage. I'm probably live right now, so come hang out with us. Uh, I stream during the day, 7 a.m. Eastern into the evening, so usually when these episodes hit the podcasts and the YouTube, I am live when that happens, so come hang out with us, submit your own questions. Basically, in the video i said sandbox updates do address different things like updates in the game in general address different things there's quality of life fixes and patches and bug patches, and then there's balancing patches, and I think a lot of times the quality of life updates and bug fixes get sort of overlooked by the community, because they don't have such a significant experiential change to what you feel when you play the game, and balancing issues in Crucible are always sort of feelable, you feel them, right, and uh, I think once a month is a good interval if they can hit that, and I reference Fortnite doing once a week, and how those patches often created more harm than good, so not, not doing them super often isn't necessarily a mark against the game. And I concluded by saying that basically the crucible will probably never be perfectly balanced and that people need to be careful because exotics need to be game changing. Exotics need to be super strong. Uh, and the few that are getting targeted right now, Bungie may be struggling to balance them because they would they would become worthless in PvE if some of their core abilities were made weaker. So, let's jump right into the questions. Phantom Fixer, to improve the loaded question, I thought that Bungie could make Reservoir Burst proc over the whole mag, but reduce it to three rounds and maybe all of them over-penetrate. Don't know what's been said. The primary reason that the loaded question struggles in my opinion in PvE content is the type of enemy that you're going to use it on is one that is shielded and is quite tanky and the charge rate being so slow makes it difficult I think when a lot of the enemies like to teleport, dodge out of the way, roll, put a shield up, whatever. So what ends up happening is the really really low charge time ends up corrupting what the gun's identity should be with reservoir burst and auto loading holster it's supposed to be a pull out the weapon and pop guy and get some and get some of the explosion kills or whatever right because if you you know you get the kill it creates that explosion well the problem there is spike nades adds a significant damage uh increase dude wow that was pretty impressive when I wasn't hitting him and then I hit him, there was a big change in the damage output. Grenade launchers just need a little bit of help, man. Just a little bit of love, and they could be significantly better. Um, so, you know, when you're when you're wanting reservoir bursts to work within the identity of the weapon, it's supposed to be a pull-out-and-pop weapon. You pull it out, auto-loading holster, reservoir burst is ready to go, the gun's maxed, reloaded, right? You pull it out, and it shoots super frickin' slow. So, like, that grates against the identity that they seem to have built for the loaded question. Now, I said if it had backup plan, then you could pull it out, get two really strong shots that cause those explosions, and then put it away. It would function as a shield popper major buster, because you wouldn't be sitting there like, boom, really slow charge time, right? And the real slow reload time compounds the problem, because it's like, no one's going to use that weapon as a mid-tier weapon the identity is clearly built it's clearly built for it to be a quick pop and shot weapon and it isn't functioning that way backup plan should have been intrinsic to reservoir burst intrinsic when reservoir burst procs you get a damage bonus an explosion if you kill something and really fast charge time so you're basically always using the first two shots and then putting it away Right, and that would be that would be where I would take the loaded question. Uh, there's other things they could do with fusions in general, other pinnacle fusions they could create uh, that could function similar perks to the Merciless and other things that could be. You know, the more you use it, the more it. You know, the more it. Uh, man, that's such a strong, strong weapon. With all the perks, obviously we have Arc Burn, uh, we have Arc Burn, and we have heavyweight on it really makes a spike nade art grenade launcher uh viable Uh, obviously this is a unique situation but it's fun to use something different for once so that would be my solution for the for the, the loaded question the other thing i thought they could do is is if you pull it out and you manage to get a kill maybe it increases the fire rate for the rest of the mag so your opening shot is likely to get a kill because of the increased damage and if you get a kill, the rest of the gu- the rest of the mag is fast, like bam, 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 right? <gasps> oh, so close! Oh, oh my gosh, we got the range masterwork with rampage feeding frenzy. Oh, and we got sure shot. Put steady rounds on there extended met oh man oh man oh man that's close to the role that i want that is so close i want accurized rounds for the range mm. oh frick we need to do some comparison here let's go to orbit i'm sorry for those listening to Q&A. I am hunting for uh, i'm hunting for uh a, the perfect role in my mind the perfect role on a warden's and I just came really freaking close to getting it. I need to compare this to what I got. Gee, many Christmas. I would take extended mag. Yeah, those extra shots, the only thing you have to consider, the only thing you have to consider is, all right, let's take this Wardens and let's put on Sure Shot. Um, and then let's compare it to the one I have. So we lose all that stability, handling, and reload speed. We gain those shots and we gain that range. All right, now let's do another thing here. Um, let's put these steady rounds on to make it a little bit more balanced as a weapon. We still have more range. we get a little bit more range if we masterworked it. Um, I don't think the trade-off works here. Look at all those stats we're losing. Look at all the red. We're losing, we're losing stability, we're losing handling, and we're losing reload for a little bit of range. A little bit, right? So, We're going to keep doing question and answer. I'll keep that just in case. I'll keep that just in case. Um, That, uh, yeah. I don't think it's worth it. I think if you're going to go, you need the accurized rounds. Accurized rounds and the range masterwork so that the range is basically close to max. So, next question. Sorry for the question and answer session getting a little interrupted for a discussion about perks, right? (laughs) Uh, Rob Detto. I just listened to your Perk Diversity YouTube video. I was wondering, could it be that all current god rolls are pinnacle weapons of archetypes? It's not archetypes. It's archetypes. Archetypes. Um, A-R-C-H-E types. I think adding better perks and perk synergy will increase future grind. Right. I think perk synergy is good. Like I think pinnacle weapons could go that way, and I think you have that in Rampage and Onslaught, Outlaw, Desperado, right? That's those are that is a that is an intrinsic perk synergy. Those perks are garbage by them not garbage, but like Desperado is nothing without Outlaw, right? It's nothing without Outlaw. Um Onslaught is nothing without Rampage. The perks don't work without each other. That's 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 not even like synergistic like auto loading holster and reservoir burst is synergistic but you don't need auto loading holster for reservoir burst to work. Reservoir burst could land on another fusion and you wouldn't need auto loading holster, right? So so when you think about synergistic perks, you could go that's why and i've continued to say like give us onslaught give us trench barrel right these are perks that are super super strong and when you think about when you think about onslaught needing rampage and desperado needing outlaw well now you're now you're cooking with gas you're creating something that makes the gun unique not just like another strong perk so i agree with you perk synergy could be a good way forward for it just jump 88 Error posted a video yesterday with damage numbers for snipers. He found high rate of fighter shoties do 30% more DPS. Do you think snipers should get a crit buff to bring it in line? Also, Darcy is more powerful than Whisper by 3%. I ain't worried about that 3%. Frick that, Darcy. Um, <laughs> uh, I love Whisper. It just takes me back to Taken King days. The, yeah, I mean snipers are terrible, and that's good. Da- that's good data. I mean, you turn that over to Bungie and say, "Look at this, man! Look at this! You know, a a, a low ammo reserve, you know, aim dependent weapon. You know, a, a, a precision weapon is getting outclassed by a by a barrel stuffing spray weapon. Like that just shouldn't be the case." Auto rifles should not be getting more DPS than pulse rifles, right? Or hand cannons. They're not precision weapons. That's why scout rifles are so trash. They're precision weapons that are just... Now, they're not necessarily outclassed by spray weapons. Like, scout rifles are outclassed by hand cannons because of the versatility of a hand cannon. A hand cannon can do a lot at medium and far and close range scouts once things get close to you it gets a little hairy right and get a little hairy you're like oh my gosh i'm, I'm struggling here because this stuff's just on top of you pulse rifles you feel that a little bit when they get close right it's like well you know i need some help here and i think that you know scouts scouts should basically feel the way that snipers feel now i've said that many many times like if i'm gonna do if i'm gonna take the time. To pull out or use a scout and play more drawn back in my in my play style. Then I should get severely rewarded with damage and in crit bonuses. And then that means snipers need to be way stronger. If you're going to sit back and land crits on a boss. Or land crits on a mini boss or a major. Man, snipers should just be destroying. They don't have that much ammo. Now, you th- the biggest problem... With a with doing anything to snipers is they have to do it, and they have to not touch whisper. If you make snipers blanketedly stronger, the whisper becomes dumb. Whisper to a certain extent is already maybe you could argue it's broken, right? It's like man, whisper just makes some fights a joke if you use it properly, especially the last fight in Scourge of the Past when you're using those multiplier beams. Whisper just, <laughs> whisper gets to do a silly amount of damage, and if you did, oh, all snipers get a get a 25% damage buff or a 50% damage buff, you'd break whisper. That's probably one of the reasons that snipers have gone untouched whispers already in a, in, a, in a class all by itself and if they're like eh blanketed buff to snipers people be like well you just made the whisper you know it's too tapping it's too tapping strike bosses you know what i'm saying it would be it would be silly strong you wait for whisper breathing and you stand on a on a well of radiance or an empowering rift and whisper would just be silly so they've got to figure out how to how to buff snipers and not touch whisper. Uh, phantom fixer do you think milestone system is a hazard of how do we get people to play this rather than would I enjoy playing this well yeah and I don't know if that's because they want to make <clears throat> they want to make game engagement look diverse and, and substantive like look man people are playing all the different pockets of our game look at this we have you know people in pvp we have people in gambit we have people in this we have people in that I don't know if that's the cause or if Bungie's thinking is we're creating good content. And since it's an established franchise, it's really difficult to get, to get people to try something that is outside of their wheelhouse. And this is a way to do that. Right. I don't know if it's them trying to like show off and brag and be like, look at what everybody's doing in our game. It could be a bit of both, right? Man, we made Gambit. I mean, we made these good PvP maps, we made these PvP modes, whatever the case is, new strikes, nightfalls, new raid, fill in the blank, flashpoints, public events, patrols, blah, blah, blah. And they want people to kind of shake things up. Because what, I mean, what they're dealing with is an established player base as well. As an established franchise, you're dealing with an established player base and people that just come to the game and they're like, I already know what I like to do and that's what I'm going to do. You know, I already know what I like to do, and that's what I'm going to do. And they're like, well, if we do this, we might motivate people to kind of shake things up a bit. And that's, I think, some of the gold. Wow. Spike nades, heavy ammo, uh, I'm sorry, heavy hitter, or whatever it's called, and arc damage makes this grenade launcher really nice. Um, Obviously, if he teleports, it's not. (laughs) Uh, So grenade launchers just need some ammo help man I'm enjoying using this grenade launcher it's kind of fun trace rifle and a grenade launcher change the meta boys Uh, I missed him it's just dependent on hitting direct is all So yeah, the milestone system, this is why I think the milestone system, we said this yesterday, I think the milestone system, we should do a talk about this. We should do a talk about the milestone system. I need to add this to my list. I think the milestone system should do one of two things or both, okay? I think you should be able to know what you're getting, right? Whether it's armor or whether it's a gun. And, and I think that you should be able to do things more than once a week. Like what's the real reason in saying you ran three strikes, you're done with strikes for the week? What's the reason for that? Why? Reset that every day. If you reset every milestone every day, you do away with weekly. It's stupid. It's just dumb. Right? If you want to do weeklies for like really, really high valued things, maybe, but even that I think we can do away with. I think, I think Destiny has evolved beyond needing things to be held at bay every week. If, if weapon grinds and loot grinds are rotating every week like they do with Nightfalls and Ada's Bounties, if we get more of that, then I think it's okay to reset things every day. So now you can do more strikes, right? You do your three strikes today, you do three strikes tomorrow, and then you do three strikes again you just keep doing it each day you kind of get to come in and if they're giving you armor or a gun you know what you're getting it gives you that sense of intentionality so that's what i would do with milestones personally there's there's no make weeklies for exotic chances that's a pretty good update too yeah if it's a weekly it's got an exotic chance if it's a daily it's just meant to feed you power it's just meant to feed you power and it's going to upset it's going to update every day so you know Tuesday night you get home from work and you do a couple of strikes and you're done with strikes what if you just really like grinding strikes you're basically being told nah man nah you uh you need to uh you need to go do something else well I don't want to do something else I like strikes why are you making me do something else right that 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 would be I think a good a good change. Hetrovono, hey Lono, I see old videos from Destiny 1 with all kinds of upgrades on guns, legendaries, and exotics. Would a system like that work in D2? Now this question was asked really, really early in the stream, so I got clarification on what they meant. They're talking about how, if you remember vanilla D1, weapons having enormous, un- Un sort of leveled up, non-leveled up weapon perk trees, right? So you'd get a gun and it would have all these bubbles that weren't filled in and you had to use the gun and get relic iron and other things to, to like upgrade the gun, right? In the beginning of D1 you needed materials, end of D1 you just needed to use the gun with like a telemetry or spend a bunch of moats, right? And that lets you kind of unlock the bubbles. My only thought process on that is I don't know how much we gain I don't know how much we gain by making people do that, right? I, are we gaining anything by saying here's a brand new weapon? You don't really get to even try it out. You have to you have to use it. This feels like the pain of infusion right now. What are you benefiting? Is it extending playtime? No. Is it a value point? I don't think so. Is it frustrating player volition? Yes. Man, I'd love to try this gun out and see if it's any good, but I gotta gotta use it for like a week before I even know if the perk combinations are good. And then a week later, you try it out and you're like, yeah, I don't really like it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that is a volition frustration that isn't needed. That's why I believe enhancement cores are going to get taken out of infusion. Even Datto has changed his position on that. And I think there's good reason for that. Frustrating player decision-making in a loot-based game doesn't make sense. If you want to extend grind, if you want to keep god rolls and exotics at arm's length and make them take a while to get, that's totally fine. That's not what we're talking about. Making people not be able to use the thing they want to use, I, I don't know how much of a net benefit we get. I just feel like that would feel like another enhancement core situation where you you can't do or use the thing you want because they just wanted to make it, you know, painful and take a little bit longer. Uh, Ann Ann says, what do you say about the speculations that D3 will be esports ready? I don't know where the frick that speculation is coming from. I don't know who's making that speculation. Uh, (laughs) That's, I've not heard that myself. I've not heard that myself. And I think, they took a crack at having like a really balanced crucible and it was terrible in the launch of d2 now if you take the look and feel of destiny and the way the guns handle Uh, right if you take the look and feel of destiny and the way the guns handle and you want to build an esports ready game you're not playing destiny at that point you're not you are not playing destiny even when the sweats tournaments happens those guys had to admit All the rules they put in place, they were very much playing another version of Destiny. They weren't quite playing Destiny. Yeah, you're playing Halo. You're just playing a shooter. Powers, exotics, abilities, different roles on guns, different perks, different perk combinations. None of that works for esports. None of it Imagine watching CSGO or Call of Duty or back in the day Halo tournaments and you're like, wow, that guy got a kill because he had X ability or X exotic or X perk combination and it really gave him a huge benefit in the game. People are like, well, that's not freaking fair. The other guy didn't have that. You know what I mean? I just don't think it's going to happen. The only way Destiny ever gets, you know, quote unquote esports ready is if they almost embrace... Locked loadouts with abilities, right? Like how Overwatch, there's like a counter to, you know, Roadhog. There's a counter to this person. There's a counter to that person, right? And we could get into a big discussion with the Overwatch community about how balanced the game is. I'm not playing. I don't know how balanced it is. But the logistical idea behind Overwatch is that there's different characters to counter and be like an audible to, you know, one character on the other team. The only thing I could see them doing is being three V three. And you get a, you get a, like a one, one version of each class, a warlock, a Titan or a Hunter. And then you go in and you play knowing that the other team can have one warlock, one Titan, one Hunter. Again, listen to what I'm saying. That's not destiny. That's another game right and so i the the challenge there would be the challenge there would be twofold number one can you capture the competitive audience that has loved destiny all this time with a game that basically doesn't doesn't feel like destiny can you do that number two can you capture new players who aren't fans of destiny with this pvp that i'm describing it's a it's a whole new iteration of of destiny's pvp you'd face a two-fold challenge there capturing the new audience and satisfying the, the legacy audience would be almost in my opinion would be almost impossible by completely retooling it you're stuck between a rock and a hard place now they could gamble they could gamble and say we're bungie destiny's a big name in the in, in the gaming world we're gonna gamble we're gonna completely overhaul pvp it's gonna be a completely different version of destiny's pvp and here you go and the legacy crowd might be like this freaking sucks this doesn't feel like the destiny that i know and love i don't like this and bungie might say we'll take that on the chin we are trying to appeal to a new pvp audience right this is going to be an esports ready game now when they do that that's an enormous gamble that's an enormous gamble because really long standing franchises they struggle they usually struggle to capture a new pvp audience because there's this a natural aversion to I never really liked the game to begin with. Why would I like it now? Everybody that has the everybody's been playing for a really long time is going to be so much better than me, right? Try and jump into Gears PvP, having never played Gears PvP, and you'll know what I'm talking about. An established franchise with players that generally in the population are people that know what the frick they're doing and are pretty dadgum good, and you feel like a piece of like cannon fodder in their montage. And so I think that there would be a big, big struggle to make that type of a pivot for Bungie. I don't think they're going to do that. If you want me to just totally speculate and guess, I would wager to say they're never, ever, ever going to set their sights on esports. That's not something that's in the cards for the game franchise at this stage of its life. It just isn't. I just don't think it's a possibility. For, for everything I just outlined, everything I just outlined would stand against it getting traction and against getting good player engagement, you know? Could you carve out a specialized mode that had basically nothing to do with the rest of the game? Sure, but you would be far more capable, uh, but you would need far more capable leads than the ones that made DV- D2 PvP. Sadly, that's the truth of the matter. I don't even know if that's true, Gollum. I don't even know if that's true. I don't think that's true. You can have very competent PvP leads, and what are they supposed to do with the sandbox and the things that they create? What are they supposed to do with the weapon system, perk system, exotic pieces of armor that get built, that are insanely strong, that can't be tweaked just for Crucible? That's not on them! You know what I'm saying? That's like the double primary system making the weapons disappointing in The Last Wish, right? That's that's not necessarily on the raid lead design team. That's like, well, we inherited a bad system, Right? If I hand you, if I hand you, um, imbalanced, imbalanced balls for juggling, you could be the best juggler in the world. You might look like garbage when you try to juggle something that I hand you that is inherently imbalanced. Here, man, try and juggle these bowling pins, and you're like juggling them, and you're like, they're all imbalanced, and they're wobbling, and they're moving around, and they're changing on me. What the frick? I can't do this. This isn't what I'm accustomed to. You couldn't look at that person and be like, what a crap juggler. You'd be like, no, he was handed literally bad bowling pins for juggling. They're getting handed an imbalanced sandbox. They're getting handed imbalanced, you know, RPG-built items in a game where they can't go in and say, okay, can you make that weaker in PvP? No, we can't make it weaker in PvP. The engine doesn't allow us to. They've almost never in the history of the game made things stronger or weaker in one side of the game, and typically what they did, Milo pointed this out the other day, they didn't make shotguns stronger in PvE that one time. They made enemies weaker to shotguns, and I think that's more challenging. That means you've got to engineer the game for PvP and then go into PvE and retool everything to be better, stronger, or more efficient because you basically go into PvE and you neuter everything to be balanced, right? And then, after that, you've got to go into PvE and make everything strong, saucy, and sassy, and I just think that's that's like reverse engineering the game. That'd be really difficult. Um, why the mode would have uh, nothing to do with the rest of the game? Well, they'd have, the, the reason Gollum said that is because as I'm, as I'm saying right back to him, I'm kind of using the logic of his own statement against what he claimed, that they have bad design leads for the Crucible. I don't think that's a true, I don't think it's a fair conclusion to come to. I think they're constantly handed things that are imbalanced and broken. The very fact that you admit they'd have to create a separate game mode is a concession. It's a concession that the crucible team gets handed a bunch of stuff that that is very difficult for them to wrangle in because they might not even be able to the weapon design team and the sandbox team. A lot of the times could be just literally creating things that they can't balance and legislate for. It's like, well, thanks for making that freaking exotic armor team what are we supposed to do with that you know like that's not on the crucible team so i i don't want to act like they're a bunch of incompetent boobs just because we, we can't get a balanced crucible i think there are more factors at play than just people that don't know how to design balanced crucible i think there's way more factors at play before we go to the next question let's check this roll nope zen moment moving target we want rampage and uh We want Rampage and Feeding Frenzy. Fet 44. What's the best way to farm and grind for the weapon frames for the forge? I finally made it to the power I can grind for the forges, but I'm kind of lost on good farming. Basically, every time you're going to get a weapon, you need to run three forges. Two of the forges you're running just for the modulus reports. That gets you four modulus reports. The third and final forge run is when you're forging the gun, and that gives you two more modulus reports. That gives you six. You can then go and buy another frame from her after completing the frame. Basically, you finish a frame, buy a frame, and then fill it, finish the frame, buy a frame. You're always pivoting back and forth. So you're always doing three. Now, sometimes you don't need to do three because you did a bunch of her bounties and you got a bunch of modulus reports, but you typically settle into a rhythm where you're doing three every time now the question becomes what's the fastest way to satisfy the frame okay the machine gun one is the most tedious because you need powerful you know enemies killed by a power weapon so what i've been doing today is i was going into the earth forge and using my machine gun on all of the orange bars anytime i saw them the scions and the legionnaires are pretty easy to kill with a machine gun, right? I know I've gotta run three forges anyway. Typically in two earth forges, I'm able to get enough kills with my heavy weapon and enough seeds, because then you need 20 seeds to get 10 guaranteed from the boss. I get enough in two forge runs to then go to Ada, because I've now filled it with seeds. And then I go back, run my third. And when I run my third, I get my final two modules reports for the next frame I'm gonna be buying in a moment. That's the grind. That's it. Now, for some of them, it's quicker just to go to, like, the Mars. It's quicker to go to the Mars Lost Sector. When I was doing the Pulse Rifle, I would come to the Braytech Futurescape, and I would come and run the Core Terminus Lost Sector. I'd get all of my multi-kills with the with the with the pulse rifle, kill the boss, get 10 seeds, and then I'd speed run it the next time, not shoot any ads, kill the boss, get my 10 seeds, I'm done. And then I'll just go run the forge. Only problem with doing that is I'm missing out on running the forges to get modulus reports. So I changed my my grind for the pulse. I would go into the Earth Forge and try to get all my multi-kills and then get, and the seeds. And while I'm doing that. I'm all, I'm also getting. I'm also getting the four modules reports, and then I get two when I when I get the weapon from GoFanon, and then I'm done. So you're always running three forges. You just have to settle into that rhythm, and then while you're doing those forges, it's best to also satisfy the gun frame, satisfy the gun frame as well as get the seeds uh, to fill it. That's pretty much uh, the rhythm that I go for. Ghost 78x says, Do you think Mara and Aldrin? Are together right now and what are they planning Uldren may have completely different plans once he kind of comes to himself because he's being resed by a ghost means he's essentially like us at the beginning of destiny 1 he's a guardian of light now with no memory of his past you know guardians live what does it mean to be a guardian like go watch that Zavala short okay and watch what happens. Zavala dies over and over and over and he lives hundreds of lives and he gets rezzed and he doesn't seem to remember those past lives, right? It's like a fresh start every time. Well, if that's true of Aldrin. Then the question would be, what's he going to want to do? What's Aldrin going to, is he going to want to be a guardian? Is he going to want to join, you know, the Vanguard? I don't know. Um, I don't know personally I would like to see him work with us and be an NPC I was sad to see him die I thought we should have cleansed him and he could have been like what happened the last thing I remember is this and this and this I wanted them to basically cleanse him and him to come to himself and be like what has been going on and Riven was controlling him the whole time and then we would basically forgive him to be like well it wasn't even him it was Riven they were using you know Riven was using his body because he was he's such a good character he's such a good voice actor you know that would have been cool, too. Uh, Anadyme says, What if the tower had a shrine with eight statues, each one dedicated to a different gear slot, and you could pledge your loyalty to a statue for 24 hours, which gave you a buff and increased the odds of the drops of the item from your slot, and the buff applied to anything, Ingrams, Primes, Milestones. Here's the thing. I like the intentionality, but that sounds like another game. I think they could just use the bounty system that Ada has on all the NPCs. Number one, Ada needs bounties. Ada needs bounties for her armor pieces. They're cool. And I would love to grind for a full set. And it'd be really nice to be grinding for gauntlets all day and going for a certain reload, going for a certain perk combination, right? I would love that. We need an NPC for, we need an NPC for the raid. I could do the same thing, right? You get the bounty, you do the thing, you get the gauntlets, you don't like them, you do it again. Um, and you could do that in Gambit too. You could do the same thing in Gambit. You could basically say, You wanna grind for the truss or the bygones, or you wanna grind for a full set of gambit armor, go for it. You know, then it just rotates each week. It's not always it's not always the same stuff. Now, when they do this, they're working within existing systems that we already understand. You know? We understand the, the idea of grabbing a bounty for an item, doing the bounty, getting the item. Like, that's, that's, I think, a really great intentional grind that has with it also RNG of the roles on the items. What you're describing sounds like some fantasy RPG where there's statues and we get buffs on, you know, buffs on our character. There are buffs and debuffs on our character, but that doesn't sound like destiny to me. And I could get you where you want to go you want to have an intentional grind to get certain items. I'm giving you that. And I'm giving that to you. You know, I'm saying, okay, you want to grind for something intentional. Here you go. Next question from plump Panda man. Do you think destiny will add more puzzles and parkour kind of missions in the future? Uh, what I'm talking about is a raid, like mechanics, like whisper parkour areas. I feel like they could do more, uh, story, more variety. What do you think? I mean, do I think they're going to add more? I don't have any way to speculate yes or no on this question. Uh, Given their history, I don't think we're going to ever give a lot of this content. I think this content shines when it's infrequent, right? The reason that Seinfeld worked as a show was because really, really funny characters came, came in and out at different times. But a whole show of Kramer would have gotten really old really, really fast. A whole show of Elaine would have gotten old really, really fast. Now, I know Curb Your Enthusiasm is basically George Costanza, but not really. It's Larry David. And I know that Veep is very much so Julia Louis-Dreyfus in that vein of comedy like Elaine. But I think Veep, I think her character in Veep is very, very different than Elaine, right? And there's a lot of other characters in Veep that make the show good, okay? The point that I'm making is... I think content like that is like Newman on Seinfeld. It shows up every once in a while. It's pretty cool. It's pretty great, and it's great in small doses. If Newman was on the show all the time, his comedic value would have been probably diminished because he would have had an. He would have, his presence would have been over. Uh, over, he would have had an over presence, right? He would have dominated too much of the show. His character worked in small doses. I think parkour stuff like that in raids and you know, other things. I think, <clears throat> I think that is it in some respects it shines because you don't do it all the time. It's a rare thing. Um, I think it also probably takes a long time to make so. Uh, Chef Z 2003 how do you think they can ever balance PvP now that the Lunas Not Forgotten are running wild? Seems like because the way the Magnificent Howl perk is built, that Nearly Impossible to balance. I don't know where you're getting the Nearly Impossible to balance. I don't know where you're getting that. Um, I think those guns are pinnacle weapons that work well in the hands of a good player and are fine. Um... I don't know if anybody would agree that the guns are like imbalanced and problematic i don't play enough pvp so i mean i'm speaking a little bit ignorant here uh but i I don't know how do you make how do you make how do you make balanced content but also create rewards that are strong does that make sense like you make a strong reward it's going to create a sense of some measure some measure of imbalance if I get in a gunfight with a guy who has a strong piece of gear there is an intrinsic imbalance to that fight I don't have the gun that he has my gun can't do what his gun can do right so then how do you motivate people to grind for a pinnacle piece of pvp gear well we don't want to break crucible so the pvp pinnacle pieces of gear are basically as good as everything else they just look cool right I don't know that's problematic in my mind. That's problematic. Cuz when I think about when I think about what motivates me and this is this is actually a problem with raids in general, right? Raids in general, both Last Wish and Scourge of the Past, I think struggle to have really winsome loot to chase. The threat level and the grenade launcher is the only reason to run Scourge. Everything else is ho hum. it's actually pretty good in the crucible okay but nothing in there is pinnacle in pve the fusion rifle the rocket launcher the scout rifle even if the scout rifle is good in pvp scouts don't get a whole lot of traction in pvp because of map design and because of the fact that everyone's rushing with shotguns and using hand cannons scout rifles struggle on a lot of the maps because people are closing gaps and getting close to you and making it difficult for you to press the issue with a scout so it's like you have endgame content with a wee, almost like a broken motivator. It's like the, the the gear is okay. So magnificent how like not forgotten and Luna's they have to be strong because they're they take forever to get. You know, I, th- that's why I said at the end of my talk this idea that like is balance possible. I don't know. You almost have to accept that it isn't. You know, because that's what is built into the game is a sense of imbalance. The game has built within it a sense of imbalance, a sense of you are, you, you are grinding for stuff that's strong. And when you have stuff that's strong, it changes the nature of the game, whether it's an exotic helmet or a really, really great hand cannon, you're grinding for power. Typically, typically, that's what you're grinding for, grinding for power and power power corrupts power is going to change the nature of balance always to greater and lesser degrees like the adept versions of trials weapons in d1 it had a an influence but it wasn't huge right it wasn't huge uh fad ltv says when it comes to one-eyed mask what do you feel is the best approach to nerf it with reference to PvP without driving it into the ground and feeling useless as an exotic? The only thing I could think, right? The only thing I could think is they could say, okay, the the wall hacks on guardians is shorter lived, maybe, right? And I don't know if they're able to do this, right? But the wall hack I feel like is one of the main problems it gives you it's passive information that yields lots of power um now i'm not an expert here if anybody wants to join us for the warden's law uh farm i'll check my uh my friend requests here i don't know who this queen person is but if you're here uh, you're playing gambit feel free to send a friend request so yeah you can join milo so when you when you when you look at when you when you look at the the one eyed mask, I'm I'm not super hip to what the problem is, but I feel like a lot of the people that I saw discussing it on Twitter, it's the universality of and the passivity of the wall hacks that makes it really, really strong. Getting winning the fight and getting an overshield is helpful and nice, but it's not breaking engagements the way that like, oh I know where you are and you're gonna I have got you, bam. Um, flying already, I gotta turn on my PC, okay. So, again, I'm not the expert, but that's that's what I think I feel like a lot of people are setting their sights on with One-Eyed Mask. Uh, magic Plays. What do you think about the old exotics uh, are the best at the moment in PvE with the last word coming back to PvP? Yeah, this is a good question. I mean, I think this is one of the reasons why <clears throat> I am promoting Pinnacle Perks and Pinnacle Weapons. Pinnacle Perks and Pinnacle Weapons. And the reason I've been promoting that is because I feel I feel that that gives diversity and grind because the only and this, I think this touches on something that I've talked about for a while. There's a ceiling on what each archetype of weapon can do with respect to strength and efficiency, right? So... Let's say you're making a machine gun. Okay, is there anything? Is there anything as strong as Thunderlord right now? Not really. Well, you could make another exotic heavy weapon and make it really strong and arc and have lightning effects and everything. And then somebody's going to say, "Why not just use the Thunderlord?" We like the idea of keeping the lore and keeping the presence of old exotics in the game. So why would we do that? Why would we make another arc? You know, another arc you know, basically Thunderlord clone. So what ends up happening is I think Bungie says, why design a brand new weapon from the ground up when you're basically just going to be, you know, making a clone? Everyone's going to call you on the fact that it's a clone. They're going to be like, okay, this is basically just a different... This is a sleeper, but you're not calling it sleeper. This is the the black spindle, but you're not calling it black spindle. (laughs) Haha, whisper, right? This is this, but you're just calling it something else. So I think they just say, you know what? We've already got a lot of these guns built, and they're the tip of the they're the tip of the pyramid for a lot of these archetypes. You know, linear fusions didn't even exist until Destiny Two. So it's it is a bummer, but then I, that's why I'm like, dude, just make pinnacle perks. If you make grenade launchers and rocket launchers better, and I could grind for a pinnacle grenade launcher that was legendary, that'd be really nice because then I could use other exotics. I could use something like the Huckleberry, or I've been really enjoying trace rifles. I did not get hit by that train. Um, that can be using trace rifles and not feeling like I'm nerfing myself you know and the reason that's so important is then the last couple of days I've really enjoyed both today and yesterday I've really really enjoyed using trace rifles in the game it just makes things feel a little bit different I'm not barrel stuffing all the time with a shotgun and it feels a little bit fresh feels a little bit new like when you do another playthrough uh, in Diablo with a different character when you do uh, you know, you you do Elder Scrolls Online again and you change all your builds and all your skill trees. <clears throat> you play through Skyrim again and you pick all different abilities, right? Different race, different different weapon types that you want to try out and use, and the game feels fresh. That's why I keep saying, like, just get us to the ceiling of efficiency and just make the guns feel awesome and different like Onslaught on the breakneck. You know? So then then the ethos of... of joker's wild isn't chasing weapons that we basically already have that look different it is no we're grinding for these new pinnacle perks that no we don't necessarily need but they're fun to chase and they make the game feel different you don't need to play through skyrim or diablo again on different characters but when you do it makes the game feel different and fresh and new and it's a hobbyist that enjoys the game that's a nice feeling you know just extending that experience and your life and your influence and your presence in the game as a guardian, and that's fun, I think, you know, I don't need to constantly have the entire, you know, we don't gotta reinvent the wheel every DLC, just give me dope stuff to chase and cool experiences to have, you know, I'll give you an example, right, uh, Code of the Missile, Code of the Missile, Wave of a Thousand Cuts, and Chaos Reach, feel really really neat but they don't drastically change what i'm doing in the game they're just fun right i'm i'm at the i'm at the level of efficiency you know i'm not using tether hardly at all anymore my playstyle has changed but my efficiency going through pve content isn't dramatically improved by way of a thousand cuts or code of the missile you know but i'm having fun and i'm playing the game and it feels fresh and it feels new though so. J Chris 66 in addition to removing uh, enhancement cores should they also reduce the legendary shards cost for things because I'm always out of those as well I think this question was spelled with text to speech <laughs> enhancement cores course? I think this was spelled with text to speech um, in addition to them removing enhancement cores could they also reduce the legendary cost for things because I'm always out of those as well I don't know what the general I would want to know what the general population is. Like so Bungie should take the bottom 80% of engagement and like okay, what how many how many average legendary shards does a person have in a given day? And how many legendary shards does it take to infuse, right? So if I'm going to infuse this, it's 10 legendary shards. How many legendary shards do you get for breaking down a legendary item? Um, I need, I I need, I need a legendary item to break down. I don't have one. Three. So you would need to basically break down four, right? Every, every 10 items that you break down is three, three infusion chances. Every 10 items that you break down. I don't know, man. I feel like I get legendaries so much. It's not hard for me to get... You basically need four legendary shards... Four, four legendary items to get enough shards for one infusion. I feel like most people are netting in legendary shards. People in chat are saying I'm a casual player. I always have around 600. I had zero at the start of Forsaken. I have over 800 without being stingy. I, I think you're overstating your case or you're doing something wrong. Like, what are you doing to where you don't ever get legendary items... Um we also play so much. Someone in chat that's casual is saying they have plenty. Even if you don't play that much, I just, I don't know. I feel like legendaries are always dropping. And every time you break down a legendary, it's a guaranteed three. Um, I don't know. You'd have to basically say what's how many on average do I get in an hour? Even though I'm a hardcore player, I'm still doing in an hour what you can do. So how many do I get in an hour? And what's that yield as far as in the, in, the, in the equation of infusion. You know, do you get enough to do... You know, the amount of infusion needed, right? Here's what's probably happening, right? They're giving bigger jumps to people now. If you're getting bigger jumps because you're under 600, you may be feeling the need to infuse at quicker intervals, right? And if you're feeling the need to infuse at quicker intervals, maybe you are running out of legendary shards faster. I don't know. I think enhancement cores getting removed is the only thing needed personally i don't think legendary shards are a pain point <clears throat> not a significant pain point it is a pain point but not significant bulldog fan lono do you think there is more story concerning the aham cars taking form uh of people more specifically do you think that that the person who we think is mara or petra could be an aham cara <laughs> Well, the Ahamkara. I don't think they like take the shape of a person. I I, we're, I, I believe that Riven was controlling the the thing that we fought at the end, and subsequently controlling Aldrin with visions and lies and deception. It was the art of illusion and, and deception was what was what Riven used. I don't think Riven was like taking on the form of a person. Um, now. Could an Ahamkara be using illusion and deception and, and that's not Marasov, that's just a figment of our imagination. If they did it, think about it. If if Riven was doing it to Uldren, it could be happening to us. That could be somebody else. Um I don't know. I think you're I think we're just speculating about stuff that honestly doesn't matter. There's no way there's no way to know where they would even take that. Fet 44. I think going forward, if a specific enemy needs to be killed to progress a quest, they should probably place that enemy uh, in a lost sector. Because there was a bug that if you didn't get uh, the killing blow on the boss, the quest didn't progress. Right. And there's also the glitch that when you're waiting for that HVT, he can literally spawn underground and die. It says an HVT is nearby, and then it says he died. He dropped his plunder. It literally says that like right, like just like back to back. It's like. So he spawns and drops his plunder right away. Um, So Mara was just an illusion. The personification of the voices that whole was hearing. Maybe we don't know that, you know, we know she wasn't physically there, but the, 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 that was putting the visions in his head. We could be having the exact same thing happening to us whenever we go and visit her. She's always in the same place. Right? She's always in the same place, so the illusion could be even contained to that place. In Flames, Bungie has shown they can balance PvE and PvP separately. They hardly have ever done that, but they have done it. For example, the nerf to Telesto damage is coming with an increase in damage to non-Guardian combatants. Why do you think Bungie just doesn't do that with everything? Different effects, minions of the darkness. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. The reason they can probably do it with Telesto is is because, is because they can make the, the explosion bolts do more damage. Like they make the enemy combatants weaker to those explosion bolts, right? And we know they can do this. Like the lanterns were taking too much damage from Wardcliff coil in Leviathan. So they made the, the, the lanterns take less damage from the Wardcliff coil. That's not, it's not always as simple as just turning a dial right? Let's just turn this dial and make enemy combatants take more damage uh, from snipers. You just made Whisper of the Worm more broken than it already is, right? So you can't just turn that dial. It's not that simple. One-Eyed Mask is too strong in PvP. Why? Well, it certainly isn't because of a dial of damage to Guardians. It's the passive information from the wall hacks. It's the overshield. It's everything. It's one big, big woven package with lots of threads you can't just pull one out right the the way that shards of galanor works shards of galanor isn't just some raw damage number they can say okay make, uh, make guardians take less damage from shards that's not how it works shards gets back super energy from blade hits and you basically have to say can we basically say when a blade hits a guardian it counts for less super energy So at most, you're getting back maybe 25% of your super when using shards. Like, cap it, right? I don't know if they could go into the Crucible and say, supers can only generate so fast unless you're running over like orbs of light or something. So even when using something like Orpheus Rig or shards, the regenerative rate of your super is capped, and so it just stops. It hits 25% and just stops. I don't know if they can do any of that. Why? I I don't know how the game is coded. But I know when they make something stronger in PvE, they're not making the gun stronger. They're making enemies weaker to it is typically how they've done it. And there's not that dial on every exotic that's quote-unquote imbalanced. cat 6 do you think balancing for PvP is why double primary curtain came down? I understand fixing bugs and glitches, but do you think balancing for PvP should be, this is how the weapon is, deal with it? Well, yes and no, yes and no, I think there is a certain measure of shut up and play the meta that has to be set at a certain point, right? Right that's what basically i got told when i hated shotguns i was basically told shut up and play the meta bro and i did i started using shotguns and i found them to be pretty effective and i ran trials cards with guys and i got a little bit better at the game and i won some pretty good fights with shotgun made some decent plays i wasn't a god but i had i had some good moments right I had some pretty decent moments nothing spectacular and then they made shotguns, you know, garbage, and they made hand cannons strong again, and then I started to try to get better with hand cannons, and I was practicing and playing skirmish and other things, and trying to practice leaving lanes and being aware of my abilities and when I could win or lose a gunfight, right, whether it was with the Hawksaw or when I was trying to get better with hand cannons. Now, a lot of that was just play the meta, okay, But you can get to a point, I think, where it's like, no, the meta is stupid. Like, I'm not going to play the meta. It's broken, right? Play the meta. Okay, well, Gwisin invest makes Spectral Blades last for forever. That needs addressed, right? And they addressed it. If One-Eyed Mask is, like, too universally strong so that four titans can go into, you know, the competitive playlist and wreak havoc or four shards of galanor can just completely wreak havoc and ruin the experience it's there's no audible there is no play the meta they're taking something beyond what it was probably even initially designed for like when shards was conceived of i don't think it was conceived of as a yeah dude take it into crucible and just have a freaking ball they're probably like this is designed for pve and again, when stuff's designed for PvE, it can break PvP. Hammers after taken king was broken. You could get so many kills. I remember the guy, I was on that Sovereign Esports podcast for a while before breaking off and doing my own. And his name was Skill, and Skill got like a, a, a tr- like he had so many good highlights with Hammers. He had like a he had like a 5 kill uh, with with two, maybe one hammer, they were all out there trying to get the heavy, and he threw like one freaking hammer, and he got like five people, it was just broken, right uh, and so, that needs address when that happens, you can't just say play the meta when One-Eyed Mask is too strong, I'm not saying it is, but like let's just say that it is, right, you can't just play the meta um, against Gwissenvest, you know or four shards of Galanor, adjustments must be made some of the time. Now, when someone says, I'm sick of shotguns in the Crucible right now, I'm like, dude, shut up and use a shotgun, you know, or pull back away from choke points. There was a couple of games where I was like, I'm getting so tired of getting, you know, rushed with shotguns. I started playing more passive, started pulling back away from doors and using my pulse and the dum-dums that would rush straight at me would die. You know, they're like, oh, this worked last time. And then they just charge straight at you and bleh, 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 bleh dead. You know, they, they, they have to cover too much ground. Now, some maps, you can't really do that. Some maps, all the choke points, all the places you can stand, they can get too close to you, especially if they go with chaperone. And you just have to kind of deal with that. You're like, this is a map that's going to prefer shotguns. To the same degree that if it was a map that preferred sniper sight lines, you wouldn't just go running down the hallway like, I'm going to get them! And you just keep feeding some guy, right? Um, so... I think it's a bit of both. Sometimes, sometimes you need to play the meta and quit crying, and other times Bungie needs to patch something that's broken. It's difficult to know where that line is. It's difficult to know where that line is. Um, and that's why I think having conversations with veteran PvP players like Triple and Lumi, and and having more casual players be a part of that conversation and express their frustrations and their experience, that is really important. I think that getting that consensus of what maybe needs tweaked and what doesn't, and then obviously Bungie can take all of that and contrast that to their own internal data, and they're like, yeah, this is going, this is running away, this is running away, this is a, this is outside the bell curve of efficiency. It's too strong. It's doing too much. Whatever. It's, it's uh, you know they did that with Mida in year one. It was nobody was using anything other than Mida, not in year one. Uh, year, t- end of year two, I think. Just backy. Do you think Trials is ever coming back due to the glitches and exploits that happened in Destiny Two? Trials isn't coming back anytime soon. Uh, if it does come back, I've said not until September. Uh, Gorilla Dump. Do you think granting shard energy based on how many orbs you generate would be a reasonable adjustment? This would improve the consistency in PvE and reduce the strength in PvEP. Man, Gorilla Dump, you may have just, I don't know, you may have just solved it. We did it! We fixed it, Reddit! Like, that might actually be pretty good. Because you don't generate that many orbs in Crucible, and sometimes, man, I will have a great, what feels like a great shards hit, and generate, like, seven orbs, and then it's like, I get- 20%. and then there are times where I generate three orbs and I get like my entire super back because it's like, oh, you used it on a strong enemy. Um, now some people might not like that because in the blind well, one of the things that's really nice is you dump that thing into the boss and all those hits on the boss really, really count, right? So maybe they could tweak it too to say, based on number of orbs generated and or, like there's a measure, there's a trick, right? There's a trip. If you do so much damage to a major or a boss, that overrides the orb and it says, yeah, this th- they did enough damage to a boss or whatever, they they deserve more super energy, right? It's almost like seven. If you do, it's five to seven orbs is is you know fifty to seventy percent of your super back or something like that, or sixty to sixty to eighty percent of your super back, and. If you do max damage the whole super on a boss, it just automatically gives you the max amount of super possible from orbs as well. That'd be good. Cause you wouldn't want to break what makes it so fun and so nice in certain areas of the game, like the blind well. um, and other places like dumping it on a major or mini boss or boss and getting a ton of your super back when combining those hits as well as with some ads is really really nice and if you only get it if you only get it from orbs that would that would take that away from the pve players uh dj may 88 would you be open to doing a video about how to change or improve every exotic uh, or am i asking too much You mean like doing a video about how to fix the Crimson, how to fix the how to fix the Graviton Lance. If I get really dry for content, we could do that because I think people would enjoy discussing why they like, dislike, or would love to see a weapon retooled. But right now, I've got tons to talk about and that's not on the docket. Ruku says, do you think the main issue with balancing is that Bungie still has the philosophy of your guardian is your guardian everywhere? Uh... So, from a creative standpoint, that would, uh, they would prefer weapons and gear to function the same everywhere. Again, I've, I've taken issue with this before and said, I calibrated the frame. Uh, I've taken issue with this before and said that I don't think you can feel the same way everywhere. There aren't any ads in PVE that feel like a guardian fight. There's no, like, three grenades, really, from a brick? You should at least get five. You should get the mag. You should get a mag from a brick of heavy for the grenade launcher. It's just a fool's errand to try to claim that you're ever going to make me feel like the same guardian everywhere. The grenade damage, the super damage, the the, the, the gun damage to guardians doesn't have an equivalency in PvE. What do you fight in PvE that feels like a Guardian, that moves like a Guardian, that thinks like a Guardian, that has the TTK of a Guardian? Nothing! Nothing! It's dumb! It's a dumb philosophy! It's... It's admirable! I don't want to be disparaging here. It's admirable. I get it. It's a loot-based game, and they want you to feel like your looting efforts and your... your... your subclass and your abilities is like, I am the same everywhere. But as soon as we leave that, Oh, what a nice sentiment. As soon as we leave the hallmark sentimentality of that and look at how it lands in the game, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's like, you, you, you can't feel the same way everywhere. There's nothing that is the equivalent of a guardian fight in PVE. When in PVP, are you fighting bosses the size of, you know, a semi truck that have three health bars? Like that's just not a thing right? Like power ammo and power weapons function a hundred percent differently in PVE while well, you're the same guardian everywhere. Really? So whisper of the worm is God tier in PVP. No, of course not. Why? Cause we're doing and killing different things in different ways. Like it just sounds really nice and it just has this real quaint sentimentality, but they just need to let go of that. And that could just be, you know, cover for, we can't really do it <laughs> we can't really make you feel drastically different you know we can't really tweak that drastically from each side of the game uh khufu with all the new pulse rifles that are out there do you think Redrick's broadsword is still in a good position and is worthy for an update broadsword's bad because of the fire rate uh broadsword is bad because of the fire rate it's basically only good after a kill it's built for pve it is built for pve so every initial engagement, if you don't have Desperado proc dang it, got a freaking haircut, if you don't have Desperado proc it can't compete with the Bygones and the Go figure because of the fire rate. Now, in PvE, that's no problem, that's no problem, you land that first kill and Desperado is always active, and then you're, just, you're, you're good to go, just shooting nice and fast, get those headshots, get those outlaw kills, right? Um, so, so I think that Desperado in concept may have been privately conceived of as a, dang it, as a great PvE perk, right? And then they're like, well, let's throw it into PvP as a pinnacle piece of gear. PvP needs a bone thrown to them. And I think at the time, it wasn't a terrible weapon, but as soon as other weapons, as soon as Bygone steps onto the field, the it's like... It's like the broadsword's like, oh, okay, like, hangs its head and, like, walks away. It's like, here comes the bygones! Like, it just shoots really, really fast. And honestly, even the go-figure, even the go-figure and now the blast furnace can get such good rolls, right? Blast furnace with kill clip and feeding frenzy, that, I mean, that's a, especially get some good stability on there with that four, with the four, oh, I'm dead double left train with the four fire rate. I, I think that the blast furnace and the bygones just takes the broadsword just and just, it just it kind of snickers at it. It's like, hey, you're never going to be as good as us, you know, and it comes down to the fire rate. When I even using a go figure against a bygones is tough because the fire rate of the bygones causes so much initial flinch that it's difficult to, to keep pace with the bygones bygones is getting you to be absolute and, and, and having, and having your aim and stuff miss a little bit quicker, uh, a little bit quicker, so. Hendrix Live. Lono, do you think with the upcoming games like Anthem and The Division 2 that'll affect, uh, how it'll affect Bungie putting out content? Um, I think Bungie has planned accordingly. I think Bungie planned accordingly. I think, I think Season of the Drifter, and I think, um... Joker's Wild will be the weakest of the of the annual past deliverables. And people are going, like, well, man, this is pretty weak as it is. I actually think that Black Armory, now that leveling is better, I think Black Armory is in a great place with the community. Um But I think that season of the Drifter stands to be the weakest, and that's intentional they know it's going to be landing at a time when Anthem and Division 2 are in full swing of marketing and game saturation and player saturation and because of that I think they planned accordingly Bungie looked at the launch dates of other games and said yeah we need to kind of maybe try and avoid these so I think Black Armory and Penumbra are going to be the stronger of the three uh, especially considering the middle one's lacking a raid right? Joker's Wild's lacking a raid there's no raid Right. Hey, we got the catalyst. So that, that to me is like, they've already, they've already weakened its stacking, right? The cards stacked in its favor are already, there's already less of them. And because of that, I think that we can, we can kind of look at the landscape of games launching and saying, I don't think that's the only reason, but I do think that's generally part of the reason you know they're like well do we really want to try and be launching good substantive annual pass content at the same time that people are going to be dipping their toes in anthem uh, and uh, the division so I've never oh I can't apply it because we're in the in the nightfall um, it, it gives me way more stability and reload speed that's nice that makes me kind of happy because oh wow all these seeds from the mini boss um, yeah. So, Braden six three one. I was a big sniper fan in D one. Do you think sniper should go back to D one style over D two less flinch? Flinch needs addressed, Flinch needs address, and damage output in PVE needs address significantly. Yes. Uh, Zomzies uh, says, do you have an opinion on the fact that so many triumphs add zero to your score? Uh, if there's no score, to try triumph. What's the point? It's like a checkbox at that point, isn't it? You know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised that's even like a thing. Um, and a lot of people have taken issue with it. I've seen a lot of content creators, streamers, just people that talk about the game a lot on Twitter regularly, who might not even be a content creator, but I see their input have said zero score triumphs are a huge frustration right now. So I would anticipate them getting addressed uh, in the future. Um. I don't know how, I don't know what they would go back and do retroactively, but they might just not do it ever again. Uh, Hetrovono says, hey Lono, would you support a PvP system where you can only get one to two power bricks and only one super per match? It would force good gameplay choices uh, with your powerful moments. This is what I was kind of getting at when I said if they set a maximum refresh rate on supers to say... Your your super is regenerating too fast with shards, so it it like it gets slowed down or something, you know, or like they just look and they make the final ten percent of your super get a debuff, because like let's say shards get you to like seventy five percent, well if you did a super within the last like two minutes or a minute maybe a minute or something, they would say all kills and orbs you get like a debuff they could even put it on your screen and just and just so you know i'm getting less super energy right now because i got so much from something like shards or ursa furiosa or something like that and what that would do is they could standardize the amount of time supers can show up in the crucible so if you're good and you're playing well you can still get what two to three in a game but more than that just becomes a little bit ludicrous. Like, do you really need to get shards, you know, what was it, seven times? Do you really need that in Crucible? I don't think so. You know, standardize the presence of supers. I don't know if Bungie can even do that. That's just that's just my idea. Like, okay, could you standardize how often they show up? Two-Face Pandas. Not sure if it's just me, but do you feel that some bracers need a buff? I don't use them enough to speak to how strong they are. Uh, it's high noon says what do you think about class item exotics uh, and how would you make them man a class item exotic is tough because you could have it essentially do what other wep- what other exotics do it just would be a class item right um, or you could basically be like if you want to be a gunner like and you don't really like using your super all that often you really would like your guns to get buffs or something ammo drops or like buffs across the board you know so when you wear this exotic this exotic bond your reload speed is faster on all guns your handling speeds faster on all guns and ammo drops are significantly increased on all guns it would be like a gunner class item I probably use that sometimes in PVE instead of using one eyed mask you know what I'm saying um, you know, why do you think they nerfed Wormhusk when they haven't addressed One-Eyed Mask yet? I don't know. Maybe it was easier. I don't know how the I don't know how they're programmed. Gorilla Dump. With regards to PVE, Bungie's been pretty vocal about future plans and visions regarding PvP. It's been pretty void because a few notes here and there in the absence from John Wisniewski, Uh Do you feel this is a sign of departure from Bungie, seeing Destiny as a shared PVE PvP game and more so of a PVE game with some PvP on the side? I mean, I had to educate a guy last night on my YouTube. PvP kept this game alive. No, it didn't. Traditionally, game engagement, player engagement has never been stronger for PvP. It's always been stronger for PvE. And just pull open your director and just look at the overwhelming... Crucible is dwarfed by everything else in the game. The planets the strikes the nightfalls the daily stories and then crucibles right here this is it that's it that's your you're gonna try and tell me that this is the linchpin of the game survival this no No, it's not <laughs> two how many raids right two full raids two raid layers all these destinations all these strikes the nightfalls the adventures the lost sectors the 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 public events the the everything and you're gonna try and tell me. You're gonna try and tell me that I can't do anything. My ghost was stuck out. You're gonna try and tell me that Crucible kept the game alive. The frick are you talking about? Like, how could you... uh, I can't put my my ghost away. There we go. How could you possibly even look... Just look at the director. Just look at the director. And it's like, PvP is nothing. It's nothing. Now, the daily engagement, sure. Twitch trials, viewership, sure, yes. But... Trials viewership being the highest point and, the, and a good point for the directory is more symptomatic of Twitch viewership than Destiny player engagement and va- va- value and quality. People on Twitch watch PvP. They want to see competitive League of Legends, Dota, CS: GO, Overwatch, Fortnite, PUBG, H1Z1. I'm running out of breath. Like that is what drives Twitch. Trials kept the game alive on Twitch. Bull. I didn't need trials, and my stream blew up with King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine. I didn't need trials. My viewership during the week was solid, and I I didn't need trials to do that. I mean, (laughs) trials took viewership away from me. Why? Because the community went shuffle, 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 and, like, shuffled over to people that streamed trials. Now, sure viewership for the directory went up. Again, again, that's symptomatic of Twitch. I didn't need trials. You know? I didn't need trials. It kept the, it kept the game alive on Twitch. Facts? That's not facts. That is that. That is literally subjective opinion. Like, it's subjective opinion. It's still a great... Uh, it's still a solidly, consistently viewed game without trials now. it Like the directory does does okay it doesn't do amazing but it does okay so saying it kept it alive facts no it didn't it did not number one there's no way for you to prove that number two plenty of people plenty of people built streams during the week not playing trials and the directory did just fine without trials during the week so no it's not facts it's 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 like literally your opinion and I'm conceding that trials helped right I'm conceding the trials help. That's that's un that's undeniable. That's undeniable. But when you look at the player base engagement numbers over the years, over the years. Twitch viewership is nothing, right? It's nothing. The, the Twitch viewership for Trials doesn't represent even even like a a percentage point of the community. Millions of people bought the game. Millions of people have played the game, right? I, I liked what trials did for the directory I did I did I'm not arguing because I don't play trials right what's good error I'm, I'm not arguing because I I, I I didn't play trials all that much right even if even if we want to concede the fact that it kept it alive on Twitch it, the, the game certainly doesn't need it it certainly doesn't need it so player engagement numbers have always been strong for PVE for one one reason right? The game was marketed as an RPG, an mmo light RPG looter shooter. Go back and watch all the original vid docs, watch all the pressers, watch all the stuff. I remember when I got the game being like, what the frick? PvP, why? Like, what? I It didn't make any sense to me. I was like, they've barely talked about this. What is this? You know, so... I think, and even even if we're talking Twitch viewers, Twitch viewers don't represent the lion's share of the community at all. They represent a very small portion of the community. And again, and again, they represent more of a sentimentality on Twitch. A sentimentality on Twitch. Uh, Reld with 22 months. Thanks for keeping your prime sub here. Welcome back. cat 6 cat 6 says... What if instead of sandbox and quality of life at once, we got bi-weekly updates, one quality of life and one sandbox. I mean, I feel like now I'm, I'm not I'm not going to put my 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 sword in the sand here and and die on this, but I'm pretty sure every month we get every month I'm pretty sure we get some type of quality of life and bug fixes and stuff, right? Like, well, guys, in raid launch days, you can never use raid launch days as an example. It's an outlier. Like, that's not what the viewership of the cha- the directory has ever had. Even back when, like, King's Fall and other raids had huge viewership, Wrath had huge viewership. That's not a, that's not a point in the in the argument that's worth making. That's that's an event. That's like when Bungie does a stream, right? <laughs> there's this huge viewership because there's there's all eyes on a thing, right? That's not normal uh, viewership. That is uh, that's an outlier. So. Do, 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 do harry strick says is it unreasonable expectation by the pvp community that crucible will ever be balanced well oh, that last question i think we get pretty significant and pretty consistent quality of life bugs and patches i was just calling for one one time a month getting sandbox tweaks and balancing updates once a month the quality of life stuff Feels like they're regularly doing little hot fixes and stuff where they're like, hey, we fixed this. Hey, we fixed that issue. We fixed that issue. That seemed pretty regular to me the last couple of months. But again, I don't want to speak hardcore on this issue and say, yo, yeah, they did it. Yeah, they, I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't as frequent as I, as I thought. It felt pretty frequent. Um,. There will always be a meta of guns that best players will always use. In my opinion, as long as Bungie makes multiple great fun games in PvE, uh, their game-changing in PvP doesn't matter. Everyone has access to them if they want to grind, it, and they just become the meta. Well, you're right and wrong at the same time. You're, you're right and wrong at the same time. The, <laughs> everybody doesn't have access to One-Eyed Mask and Shards of Galanor. <laughs> <laughs> ask people who still don't have the 1k voices if exotics are available to everybody and they'll probably punch you in the face like you see what i'm saying like yeah, <laughs> one-eyed mask one-eyed mask and, and shards of galanor are um I, uh, they're not available to everybody so that's part of the problem um that's part of the problem And, and, even if every single person has one-eyed mask, let's say just tomorrow they did the Prometheus lens effect, and they just, Zur is selling it, right? And everybody could get one-eyed mask. Is it good for Crucible to have a universally effective, really, really strong exotic that then basically everybody wears, right? As I said before, there's kind of two... Two things that need to be kept in balance. Sometimes you just have to play, you, sometimes you just have to say, shut up and play the meta. Just shut up and use shotguns. This map favors shotguns. Just shut up and play the meta. Quit running down that sight line and get out a sniper or take another vantage point, like take another flanking point. You're playing like a dummy, right? So sometimes I think you have to say, shut up and play the meta. Other times I think you can say, this is too strong, this is an outlier item. This item is too strong. This item is, is, is becoming the only item worth using. There is no versatility, diversity, or vibrance, or dynamics in the gameplay. Everyone's using the same dadgum thing. Case in point, Prometheus Lens. Prometheus Lens, the weekend that they did the laser light show and laser tag in the Crucible, right? Do you want that to be all the time? Everybody kind of knew what was going on. Like Bungie made a broken weapon and then just gave it to everybody and then we all knew this is getting nerfed, right? Do you want okay, so the weekend of the laser show and laser tag with the Prometheus lens, do you want Crucible to always be that? Do you want that to be what you boot up and play? Because then you're not booting up and playing Crucible, you're booting up and playing Laser Tag, you're booting up and playing Prometheus Lensville. Prometheusville. You're not playing Destiny's Crucible anymore. So if it's one-eyed masks everywhere and shards everywhere because they just give them to everybody and you just say, shut up and play the meta, are you? is that good for the Crucible? I would argue no. I would argue balance has its place and you have to kind of decide when you're going to say one or the other. And I think when you decide to say one or the other, you just have to look at outliers. Prometheus Lens was an outlier One-Eyed Mask and Shards of Galanor are potentially at this point outliers with respect to efficiency um, and strength. So, Sammy Checkers says, what is your opinion on how current light level is hard to increase and how would you combat that? Well, light level increases have been made significantly better. Uh, Priming grams drop more often. Priming grams give you bigger jumps. Milestones give you bigger jumps Uh, the next thing they need to focus on is intentionality with respect to milestones resetting more often and telling you what you're going to get so strikes the strike milestone should reset every day and on Tuesday it's gun and then Wednesday it's armor and then on Thursday it's gun they should just the milestone should always be flipping from gun or armor because right now right now when you go to Ada you know what her weekly milestones giving you all milestones should be that way So they've streamlined the speed a little bit of leveling, but they haven't streamlined intentionality. Bad RNG could still make a bunch of prime engrams or milestones in a row, just give you the middle finger, and then you want to throw your controller. Well, great, I got three primes tonight to level to 600, and I got two milestones done, and out of the five things I got, Four of them were kinetic weapons! Like, you know what I'm saying? You throw your controller across the room. So intentionality is, is is the missing piece to the adjustments they've made. Scatterson, what do you think about being able to equip two exotic weapons at the same time and forego an exotic armor piece or vice versa? I don't think this fixes the exotic weapon problem. The underrepresentation of exotic weapons is because legendary weapons with the right roles have us at the ceiling of efficiency. Midnight Coup and the Icolos shotgun do what needs to be done the fastest it can be done. So when you switch to a Warden's Law or an Orchid or a. Um, threat level, you're just switching to something that is at the ceiling of efficiency, it's just, yep, that does the job, sweet, awesome when you put on um, when you put on the, the the breakneck, it's at the ceiling of efficiency for a kinetic weapon with respect to killing trash ads okay, so whenever, whenever you look at exotics that come out, right, when exotics come out you can't make an exotic that is that is humongously and measurably better than Midnight Coup you can't, it's at the ceiling of efficiency it's killing ads as efficiently as you can within reason, right, it's reasonable oh we can make an exotic hand cannon that just one shots everything, Bam, bam 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 that's stupid, and then after that what are you going to come out with, right this is why I've continued to say The future and making it feel dynamic, different, varied, and having player preference land on the game is seen in the breakneck. The breakneck is a legendary weapon with a perk that is arguably exotic in its nature, right? And if you can have guns like that, the best example I can give you is the Blast Furnace should have a curated pinnacle roll with desperado you would grind like crazy for it you would each time it shows up be like oh my gosh i have to get it and desperado on the blast furnace would be at the ceiling of efficiency for a kinetic weapon so you wouldn't be like well it's not stronger than my midnight Coup. i don't care it's cool it feels cool you know well then, how do you make exotic kinetics and energies to unseat to unseat weapons like the Breakneck in a blast furnace with Desperado? How do you do it? I don't know if you can. Now you could make exotics that are like like when I when I argue that I took back what I said, right? I changed my position after an entire day of trace rifles. I was like, both of these trace rifles deserve to be exotic. Because their ammo economy is great, the automatic reload on, on Prometheus Lens and the increased damage on a stationary boss for Cold Coldheart, they're fine. They should be exotic. The reason, the reason that it struggles to get usage, the reason that exotics like that would even struggle to get usage is because legendary heavy weapons suck. If legendary grenade launchers and and legendary rocket launchers were out-of-the-box effective weapons and viable weapons, the conversation would be a whole lot different. Now, legendary machine guns have taken us to kind of a different place. All day yesterday, I ran auto rifle, trace rifle, legendary machine gun, and I felt totally fine in what would be considered to be end game content i didn't feel less efficient in the forges if anything prometheus lens made me feel a little bit more efficient because the boss is weak and kind of not that difficult and being able to just constantly spray ads and have my gun reload was really really nice and energy weapon bricks great ammo economy i was always getting good ammo back for my prometheus lens right Well, if machine guns didn't exist, yesterday wouldn't have felt quite as cool. I had to use chaos reach on the boss in the event that I had a build. Maybe I didn't have a strong offensive super for the boss like chaos reach with Geomags. I would not have had a power weapon worthy of use, right? Well, you're using a grenade launcher right now. Yeah, because we have arc burn and heavyweight on and it's got spike nades. So it feels cool. I'm just doing it to be different you know, the the way we have the card built for this nightfall, we're not being challenged, right? It's just kind of for fun. If they made grenade launchers as good as grenade launcher feels right now, it feels like a power weapon. Then you could have a conversation about like, maybe I will use Huckleberry. Maybe I will use, you know, Graviton Lance. I don't know if Graviton Lance would ever be worth using. It just, it doesn't do much for your efficiency, but maybe it looks cool, right? And maybe that's why you want to use it. Um, I missed the direct hits there. Whoops. So that's my call is don't worry about filling the game with exotics. Fill the game with pinnacle perks. And I think a lot of the perks on exotics could be used as pinnacle perks like cosmology and ride the bull could be really, really solid You know, perks for pinnacle weapons. Uh, Mighty Teddy. In relation to the Crucible, how are your thoughts about the Gwissen Vest, or especially the Spectral Blades in general? I heard from many people that it was broken. As far as I know, this has been patched. Uh, The Gwissen Vest was glitched and allowed you to basically stay in the super eternally. People were like, no, that's how it's supposed to work. No, it's not. People were basically just spamming right trigger and they were in their super eternally that's not how it's supposed to work it's supposed to be extended by kills and that's not what was going on so that is that is where I would, I would kind of place that subject is I don't think it's necessarily a problem anymore Nova Warp Nova Warp is far more complained about in PvP for being too strong uh Digital Marine says Hey Lono, how often do you think Bungie should refresh the vendor or world loot pool? I feel like Black Army would have been received better on the front end if there were some new things dropping. I've gotten to the point where I stopped turning in tokens. Vendors are a a mountain of potential waiting for Bungie to climb. Like a mountain of potential uh, waiting for Bungie to capitalize on it. And the reason for that is The weapons are cool and unique and and you've got weapons that people would probably enjoy chasing. Old Fashioned and Hawthorne Shotgun uh, just to name two are weapons that if you could get a bounty each week from Devrim K to chase those weapons and specific roles on them and maybe Bungie decides to add something saucy to the Old Fashioned well there you go. Now you've got a reason to grind the EDZ you know. Every season, the loot should be refreshed. It's hard to refresh the loot, though. Like, what are you going to do to make the old-fashioned fresh? You know. Like I said, Ada's bounty system coming to all NPCs and all guns getting year two treatment, and maybe, yeah, like an old-fashioned with Feeding Frenzy would just feel so saucy. It would feel really nice. Uh, It's High Noon. Should the Aeon Exotics be a class item exotic? Would it be better if, in synergy if other players had them? I don't know enough about how they work or why nobody cares about them. I think it was mainly because it didn't do enough. Um, I'm not really going to start banging on the drum for more exotics, like for for class-specific exotics or class-item exotics. That's not something that I feel. That doesn't feel like a pain point in the game right now. I feel like loot pursuit and guns is a better uh, lane to dig into. Double V, I was thinking about Pulses and Box Breathing, maybe buff Box Breathing, so it kind of works like Trench Barrel, but I feel like it needs something different. Also, Pulses are just too versatile. They can reduce range, so it cannot just beat every Scout and Sniper, uh, which are both underperforming in PvE and PvP-wise. What do you think we should do about it? Buff other weapons or do nothing. I always like your viewpoints. Thank you. I The, the thing with Pulses is that even if you made them less effective at far range the map design in crucible and the encounter design in pve there's not a lot of times where you're like man i need tons of range right now the final boss fight in scourge is really fun for that reason it's like a call of duty map almost like you're up on the rooftops you're sniping you're you know you're doing different things shattered throne is that way there's a lot of room in shattered throne for you know people to use scouts and that's about it. I think that's one of the general problems is they designed encounters and enemy engagement ranges in this game around double primary. So you're just kind of like, I don't really need a scout. Even if they made pulses weaker at range, number one, you might break the identity of pulse. You don't want to make it trash unless the enemies are right on top of you. Then it's just like a, then it's just like an auto rifle that shoots in a burst. If you bring its range and its damage in too much, if you rein it in too much, you hurt, you actually just hurt the gun archetype. And why? Like, again, I'm never going into content saying I really need a scout right now. Right, you're able to push the issue really and manage everything you have to do with things like pulses and hand cannons, right? So I don't, I don't think that's a big, that's a big win right now. I don't know if you're going to be able to make scouts ever feel viable unless you make their damage output. As I said before, it needs to just match snipers. Um, because if you're going to play differently and pull back and try and use something that's that range. You know that it's it's that it's that kind of a range weapon, man. Oh man, there needs to be a benefit. You know, that that I think is a is a huge huge need if you want scouts to ever have a presence in PVE. PvP, I'm not really sure the map design ever favors scouts all that much. Anyway, it's just really easy to close gaps and get close to people. Um, Jay Crist, there's a rumor floating around that fire team medallions hurt your drop chances for the exotic. Thoughts? Again, I don't know where people are hearing this. I've I've always heard the exact opposite. Fireteam Medallions help uh, your exotic chance rate, so I don't know how. I can't speak to that. Papa Crabman, Do you think if they created more long-range content, Snipers and Scouts would serve more purpose, and they wouldn't feel as bad as the current environment design? From YouTube. Love these Q&As. Well, thank you. Uh, Yeah, I just spoke to this. I just spoke to this. A lot of this has to do with tons of content being built for double primary, so... There is You go into areas where you would have had a close range and a long range weapon and it would have been sensible, right? Yeah, I'm going to bring a scout in here. There's a couple of snipers and a couple of long range enemies I can take pop shots at it with and then everything else I'm going to use my hand cannon, my auto rifle pulse, whatever, right? So, but again, yes, the content itself is where the problem lies. I love being in the final boss fight in Scourge and using a bow and... A shotgun and in the fight before that with the tanks using a like using a, a, a bow and I forget what else I use in there like I feel like scouts and bows and that's the other problem right bows feel better than scouts so that's another problem that scouts have is even if they create more range content people might gravitate towards bows because you know bows are pretty good you know bows are pretty good at the range so I'll tell you why I don't like scouts, I'll give you an example, the the, the vandals that spawn in scourge, they're snipers that need to be maintained, I'm going to have to go in there and try with box breathing, I couldn't one tap them, I would hit them and the impact of the scout knocked him back and then I couldn't see him, you know, I couldn't see him and I'm like, well this isn't helpful, you know, but now I can, now I can like shoot him Get the headshot, and then the explosive arrow a lot of times kills him afterwards. You know, and I can even get rampage, you know, on it, and it's just a little bit harder to do that with the with the scouts because it just stuns them out of your line of sight. So that's why I gravitated away, I gravitated away from scouts in that encounter, which is a bummer because I I was scouts all day in uh, in Kingsfall back in the day. I loved my Suros dis 47. I loved it. I had hidden hand and high cal rounds, and it just felt really strong. Saving Annihilator, uh, I do love pinnacle weapons, but don't they run the risk of destroying the loot grind with making a straight path to the best weapon? Example, I don't want or need an assault rifle, now I have the breakneck. Well, and that's why I said they should be a curated roll, they should be a curated roll, thanks for the uh, enhancement cores, they should be a curated roll at the tip of a loot pool pyramid. So if you're grinding for the blast furnace, that at the tip of that pyramid is a curated roll that has desperado on it, right? So you're, you're, you're not, that was the problem with the breakneck. I agree with you. The problem with the breakneck was you get it and you're done. There was no loot pursuit. There was no chase. There was no romance. It was just do the thing, play the 40 matches and you get it. Uh, And then that's it. Then you're done. And that's just a transaction of time that takes away the celebration, the elation, the excitement. Like when I finally got the good Blast Furnace role, it was exciting. I was like, yes, you know, just seeing a Warden's Law earlier with Feeding Frenzy Rampage got me excited. It was like, oh, let me check the role instead of I know what the role is. And with enough time, I just get it. I just play 40 games of, of Gambit. the scout problem could probably be solved by giving the old box breathing to scouts exclusively what do you think um I'm gonna tentatively agree with you because when I was using the scout rifle from the raid the other day every time box breathing uh spawn every time box breathing procced I was like man if I could only have this for the rest of the clip right you know what I mean Five dollars from Anonymous. Hey, Lone, if you get a chance, could you equip the Cold Heart Catalyst? Your opinion would make me decide whether or not to grind it for or not. Let's go back to orbit and do it since we lost somebody. I'm sorry, I kept forgetting to do it. I just get caught up in Q&A and I just start rolling. DJ May 88 to follow up on Hetro uh, Hetrovona's question: Could masterworking guns and armor unlock new perks? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe. That gives me tons of stability and uh, better reload speed. So let's try that out. We have a spot if anybody wants to join us. I think Milo's t- uh, stepping away if you want to grind for the Warden's Law. I'm just going to say maybe. There's a potential there. There's a potential there because that creates investment mastery in Capstone. But I don't know. Nerfing box breathing was unnecessary. One of the dumbest things they've ever done. About as dumb as taking aim down on Sleeper. Just stupid. Voshmo. What does? Uh, why does it take Bungie so long to figure out a way to implement the rest of the Catalyst? Because that wasn't on their radar or their intention. Uh, oh, Milo's changing character. Okay, their intention with Forsaken was not to was not to be concerned about. Um, was not to be concerned with bringing back Catalysts, right? Their concern was, let's give them tons of stuff to chase. Catalysts were a Band-Aid at a time of loot drought and and game drought. That's what Catalysts were. I just don't think it was on their radar. Uh, Jedi Wix, Do you think we might soon end up on Venus again? Bungie Store has merch referring to the Shattered Coast uh, on the Black Armory t-shirt. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be cool. I want to go back to the old planets, I want the old strikes, I want the old raids, it's content, it's loot, if they give it the year 2 treatment, it could be worth chasing, imagine chasing randomly rolled fate bringers and Genesis Chains and Chaos Dogmas and, and all those things, imagine the machine gun from Wrath of the Machine being as good as the machine guns are now in the game and chasing it and getting that little perk to proc, like stuff like that, you know what I mean? That would be, I don't know, my gosh, like... Imagine playing wrath of the machine with 140, 140 plus frames and hundred FOV, like just make me salivate, uh, billboard Billy. I like the idea for bounties grind. Although I feel they go all in, it'll lack the nightfall strike type of grind. Do you think that the most powerful weapons should be farmed for bounties or specific boss drops? I think there's room for both i think there's room for both i think it's fun when people make discoveries they watch my stream they see my videos and they're like wait warden's law got feeding frenzy i'm gonna try that gun out right rampage spec on that gun with feeding frenzy that sounds really nice you know what i'm saying and then they go and they they try and get it like it's almost like a discovery it's like a discovery where they can you know enjoy the 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 chase right Cause bounties are a little bit of the a little bit of the, the transaction of time feel, but I feel like it works because of the random rolls. Right? If it was just a long drawn out quest to get the orchid and there was no random rolls, the way that escalation protocol was, that's not as exciting. The random roll still adds that level of excitement, so uh, Power34. How many runs did it take you to get Feeding Frenzy on your Warden's Law? No idea. I got one with Triple Tap, I saved it, and then they converted it to Feeding Frenzy in my inventory, and they ruined the Curated Roll. The Curated Roll, if it had Feeding Frenzy instead of Zen, like, Zen is just stupid on a 110, I would have, I would I had the Curated saved as well, um, because my hope was they were gonna make the gun unique with four times the charm and two bullets coming out of it at the same time, and they didn't do that. Uh, they punted, and... That was disappointing and even more disappointing because the curated role would be the perfect role. Accurized rounds, ranged masterwork uh, with Feeding Frenzy Rampage. Like, it would have been perfect. And instead, I'm left trying to find that role myself uh, because they decided to ruin the curated role. Why do you need Zen on the slowest firing archetype in the game? It's the most convoluted thing I've ever seen. Anne says, do you think the factions will return? And if so, how would they be inserted into the game? I don't know how they'll insert them. I think faction rally will return and I have said that the factions should be in the game all the time and that each week they roll out uh, items. You can get it for that week. And if you don't, the next time they do faction rally, those guns drop into the loot pool and are always achievable. And then there's new guns that that are ready for that week too. So there's always the presence of the factions as well as the rhythmic urgency. You get both. Uh, You get both. So it's a, it's a, it's a good, in my opinion, a good system because you get you get a lot of you get a lot of currency and a lot of mileage out of the factions that way uh do you think the substantial character transfer will happen in d3 because honestly I don't want the only thing that I carry over is my randomly customized face uh if we don't use 90% of the time like we did from d1 to d2 I mean the only thing I could think they could do is really tie in triumphs to your presence in d2 right the titles and the things that you've worked on earning could have more of a presence you know in in the next game where you're like your your shaders your elements your ornaments your sparrows stuff like that stuff that doesn't really you know matter it's all cosmetic you know you bring all that with you right are you noticing a difference in stability I mean, it's pretty laser beam. The reload's nice, too. It is pretty laser beam. Um, I'll use it a little bit more up here and just see. So, yeah, Triumphs and stuff like that, but I don't want our gear to come over. Like, why do you want to play a looter shooter and not chase loot, right? Why Why do you want to have a static experience in a looter shooter? I'll never understand that. I want to use my Fatebringer for forever. I want to use Midnight Coup for forever. Why? It's a looter shooter. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does feel more stable significantly. Um, like it barely moves. Like I barely have to correct, which is nice because the sustained damage, like not losing that that sustained sound on a boss, that's 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 gonna be nice. By Hova with a long one here. Do you think this is somewhat where Bungie wants Destiny to be based on the guns and the new supers? They said when Forsaken launched, uh, they were gonna make things excited. Now that they're at a place where people are like, they need to change this, balance that. Um. When before people were just complaining that the game was bad with broken supers with certain exotics that makes people want those set up uh, and they're fun and people are just are just playing thoughts right like i said before i'd rather have a frustrated and engaged player base than a non-existent player base and the player base numbers were dwindling so bad year one because the game was just so freaking boring right it was just so boring and I said that. I said D1 was saucy and worked because people complained, but they complained about things they were actively chasing and wanting themselves. They wanted a god roll matador. They wanted, you know, a god roll party crasher or whatever the frick. Like, they wanted to have those things because they were getting killed by them. So, a a disrupted and imbalanced crucible with people in it is better than a balanced crucible with no one in it. So just jump 88 do you think shacks should instill a stricter rule set for pvp as a way to balance it iron banner could just be the wild west for a week it's already supposed to be like that i don't know what kind of rules that you would implement to balance things and restricting people's loadouts is terrible and they'll never do it again uh, it got terrible response in the raid layers do not restrict restrict our loadouts don't people hate it it's a loot pursuit game and when i get all my dope loot and i go into your end game iron banner or your end-game trials or your end-game raid that's supposed to be the coup de grace, the destination right and when i get there don't tell me hey all that stuff you work so hard to get and find and grind for you can't use any of it use scouts in a sidearm <laughs> no that's terrible don't do it and if you start instituting like restrictions on exotics and rules and loadout limitations like well you can only have one person use shards like no get the frick out of my face don't do that you, people will get so mad if you do that it won't work it won't power is winsome power makes you go after something the the the, 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 the not forgotten the lunas the, the, these are things people chase because it's powerful right? and you disrupt that, you short circuit that motivation if they can't use that power. Uh, somebody's gonna ask probably on the YouTube video as well, what am I using? I'm using an Acantha D with auto-loading holster, rampage, and spike nades, and it looks probably stronger than it actually is because we have um, we have heavyweight on and arc burn. So that combined with spike nades makes it really, really nice for boss damage. As the targets are big, dumb, and stationary, and I hit them with this, and it's it's very good. Just showing that grenade launchers could be good if they were always somewhat this strong, if they always felt this good. <clears throat> or at least had better ammo reserves, so it was more like a machine gun. The damage would stretch out over time, but was still had good potential for damage. King K says, You say some of the suggestions would, would turn Destiny into a different game. With what you've heard rumored about Destiny 3, do you think that once we hit that game, Destiny will be a different game? The core identity will always be in place. The core identity will always be in place. There will be no ship battles in Destiny 3. There will be no weapon crafting. Well, there may be a form of weapon crafting in Destiny 3, right? There will be no neutered, dumbed down, super balanced esports PvP in Destiny 3. It won't. It won't be there because that's not the identity of the game even though they're going towards oh they're going to go towards more the route of RPG yeah and they can do that while keeping the identity intact right they don't need to they don't need to rip the identity which is the spine of the game out to to add things to it i don't think so so i don't think you're going to get this dramatically different game you have to understand something established franchises have two challenges they do want to capture a new audience but it's difficult to do that if you if you frustrate and push away legacy players that happened with destiny 2 why didn't destiny 2 capture a bunch of new people why why didn't it do it? it it was a really accessible game it's satisfying great graphics you know shooter real accessible run around shoot stuff get stuff it did it didn't capture a bunch of new people why well, it's an established franchise, and legacy players were dogging on the game and walking away from it. So, if you did get new players with Destiny 2, it didn't matter. You net you had a net a net nothing or a net loss, because more casual players are more laissez-faire. They're like, "Well, I've never really played Destiny before. It's easier for them to put it down." So the challenge for destiny three is honoring the identity and what we're all accustomed to satisfying. There is a lot of casual players in the player pool, satisfying those players, keeping those players engaged while also attempting, attempting to get new players. You know, it's difficult. The game will be out for a long time, six years by the time the next game comes out, probably six years. That's a long time. That's a long time. If you're new to the stream. By the way, and you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, or you're here live right now, and you've never been here before, I appreciate you taking part in the content. Tons more questions to go. We're going to keep on pressing on with this Q&A. Thank you guys for contributing to the Q&A. If you have not pushed follow yet on my channel, do that. That is a free way to support what I do. Click the little heart button. That ensures that you won't miss my content. That's like following me on Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter at SayNoToRage if you want to keep up to date with my content, my funny clips and things that I tweet out. Uh, and if you're listening to this, I'm probably live right now. A lot of times in these these videos and these podcasts hit the different places. I'm live. You can come in and hang out with us and have a good time. Uh, and if I'm not live, when you come check out my channel, just click the follow button so you don't miss. Next question from Razor. Can you, expl- can you please explain how unflinching aim works? Uh, it's supposed to minimize the effect of flinch. I think right now, I am not an expert, but I think right now what's happening is... It is minimizing the effect of flinch with respect to where your bullets go, but the visual effect of flinch is unaffected. It's unaffected. So when you get shot, you're like, I'm still flinching like crazy, what the actual frick? But if you went into PvP or something or PvE and aimed at the wall and shot with unflinching, you would notice that your grouping is probably a little bit tighter and a little bit better when you have unflinching on. So... Thank you, Tyler's uh, Hallway. I appreciate that. JD Gamer, what do you think about Noble Warp? It's pretty much the most OP Super and Crucible. It needs addressed, and they're going to address it. They've said they're going to address it. I'm not going to speak to what needs to be done because I'm not I'm not as well-versed as to what they could do to it. Probably duration and, and power, like how far it reaches and how long it lasts probably needs to be looked at. It's a roaming super that kind of gets to wear a lot of hats. It lasts for a long time, and its reach and its power is silly. So they could they could reign uh, some of those things in but not to the point that it doesn't feel like a super anymore, right? What's the ceiling of a roaming super right now in Crucible? How effective? What's the average kills? What's the average duration, power, and strength of a super in Crucible? And take Nova Warp there is what you should probably be doing. Uh, Madden, Madden Oji says, not sure how this will go, but here's an idea I thought of when you talked about people not having certain exotics. How would you feel about certain activities having a dedicated drop source for certain exotics that can be farmed? Uh, if you're after certain exotics. Oh, boy, boy, boy. I don't mind this. I don't mind this. Um... Because I think you empower Bungie to say exotics can be strong and game-changing, If they're more farmable, does that make sense? So, like Ace of Spades being really strong in the Crucible, I don't think you hear a lot of people complaining about that because if they like hand cannons and they get killed by it a lot, they go and they get it and then they shut up and play the meta, right? Shut up and play the meta is an appropriate response sometimes. You know, just go get the Ace of Spades, be quiet but shards and I you know one-eyed mask and things like that here's the dilemma it's a loot based game and there's something about the excitement of being like oh my gosh one-eyed mask oh like oh my gosh shards yeah oh! like when you get it it's like that's an important thing for your experience people still remember when they first got Galahorn people still remember when they first got the Vex mythic class why there's something exciting about that right now obviously some of those had places you could kind of know the, the and vex vex dropped obviously in Vogue and then the one chest seemed to it seemed to in Vogue have a good drop rate for galley that that chest that you like drop down to that has the big circular door it seemed to have a pretty good drop rate for galley there wasn't a good drop rate for galley but that seemed to be a decent place you know people seem to get it from there pretty regularly so yeah yo Error with the brand new sub thank you so much man appreciate you dude um, we've never really interacted much, but people reference your research a lot. They referenced your video about sniper damage versus shotgun damage. And I think that kind of stuff is very helpful, uh, to the community and the balance of the game. Cause for the love of Frick, I hope your video gets traction so we can have some snipers return to the game. Cause man, I miss them. <laughs> I miss them. Uh, I loved sniping in Kingsfall. I loved trying to get all the light in your nights. It was such a fun challenge to do with the team, like trying to shoot them before my buddies. Um, so thanks for the sub, man. So it's it's man what a what a hard what a hard thing to deal with, right? A PvE loot pursuit game where it's super exciting to get a world drop, it's super exciting to get shards to drop, but then they're so influential that it's frustrating when you can't get one eyed mask, you can't get shards, right? Those are things that are frustrating. And it's like you can't say shut up and play the meta because they can't get the meta. They can't get shards. So I'm, I'm okay with this. Now, maybe, maybe they could say, you know how, you know, okay, so Redeem beats, Re- Redeem beats Last Wish, and then the community gets an alert that says, this and this has changed in the Dreaming City, because a team has gone and beaten the raid. What if, what if exotic saturation rate in the community hits a certain point, and then Bungie says, okay, that opens up a quest right? You could call it an exotic discovery quest. The community has discovered this exotic enough that they've compiled their research. This is all just made up, right? They've all compiled their research and the research has dictated that it has a drop, it drops from this boss in this strike. Right? And if you, and if you go and get these, these uh, scout reports from Zavala that are like a bounty, like a costly bounty, you can buy that, run the strike, and have a chance for that exotic to drop. So One-Eyed Mask starts dropping from a strike that you can farm with a scout report bounty from Zavala, but that doesn't unlock until the community hits a certain saturation of exotic. <clears throat> so 1K Voices could get the same treatment. 1K Voices has got to have a, a, decent, a decent saturation rate in the community right now. A decent saturation in the community right now and that unlocks a, a, a scout report you can buy from Petra and you buy the Petra report you go and run the raid and it gives you a good a, a better chance drop rate of 1k voices from the last wish raid I think it's a pretty good middle ground. There's that, like, oh, man, we might get it, it might drop, it's a world drop, holy frick, you're one of the lucky ones, and then, if you're one of the unlucky ones, there gets a point where it's a more intentional pursuit. So, RNG is still there, the surprise, the elation, the loot pursuit's still there, even when, even when they put the intentional bounty in place. So, um, Chef Z, I think a raid exotic like Acrius has a much better uh, pursuit method, if I remember right. It took 6 raids to get the upgraded version of the gun 1, and the prestige for the ornament, more prestige for Catalyst. Later, I personally would like to see this implemented for more raids in the future, because 1k in the Anarchy, you could do 100 raids, and you might not get it Thoughts? Hmm. Yeah. This... Mm, this is a, a questline exotic, okay? And I'm I'm just trying to quickly think. Like, I try to think as fast as I can on my feet so I can say something that I don't want to disagree with myself later. Questline exotics have a place in the game. I think questline exotics are more suited for tier one and tier two exotics like chaperone... Well, chaperone's godlike in the right hands, but... Um, Ace of Spades and Malfeasance. But and 1k voices needs a buff now but 1k voices and I you know people are saying that that exotic the anarchy grenade launcher is like really good um, people did some testing or something I don't know I'm speaking purely from what I've heard from the community that's a top shelf exotic and I don't know if I want top shelf exotics to be quest lines um I don't know now you're like well Lono, just a second ago you said that the, the, the community could hit a saturation rate and then the bounty could be there yeah, and that's not something that... That's not the initial distribution of the weapon. Because the initial distribution of the weapon, if the frickin', you know, anarchy was just a means of, like, doing a quest line, doing a bounty, initially, man, that means every single frickin' person that runs that raid gets that. You know, the world's first team, gigs and the homies all got the thing guaranteed. I think that's pretty cool. You know? So... I think I like what I just outlined a little bit better than this because we get here, you get your way. It just it just isn't immediate. It's a, it's a hip fire and rangefinder. finder. Uh, it, it just isn't immediate. So I like where your head's at though. It's like, man, th- these are great guns. I shouldn't be running 100 raids and not getting it. I think I solve your pain point, but I don't do it in a way that makes the weapon so super accessible and transactional and still makes it a loot pursuit. Onyx Steel. Do you think if Anthem creates a new meta, it will throw Destiny balance off? Uh, they're not even related games. The meta of uh, the meta of, of Anthem doesn't matter at all for Destiny. Voshmo Uh, Why don't they release more dungeons like Shattered Throne? They're so much better than Strikes and honestly the most fun PvE I've ever had. Well, if we're honest, the complexity, challenge, and the build of Shattered Throne and the Whisper of the Worm, I consider Whisper of the Worm basically kind of like a dungeon, those are pretty complex and pretty difficult to build, and a small percentage of the community engages with them. So, it's always going to be seasoning It's not going to be meat. It's not going to be the meat of the content. It'll be seasoning. I think we'll get more, but I don't think you're going to get them often. And you're not going to get a lot of them either. Matrix With sidearms having such narrow usage, I had an idea. In most games, sidearms are usually a means to strengthen your build in different areas. Like in COD, it allowed you to use more points towards stronger perks. What if in Destiny, running a sidearm allowed you to use a second exotic weapon? This is close to an idea I had before we knew what the new weapon system was. I said, what if there's a point system in the game? So you can't run Ikela shotgun in 1k voices. You can't run Ikela shotgun in sleeper. They're too strong, right? If you run Ikelos Shotgun, you basically can't run an exotic that's as strong as, at the time, at the time, that's as strong as Sleeper. You know, 1K Voices on PC out of the box was really, really strong, right? It's just, it's just got too many points. So you had to use a weaker shotgun. And the reason for that was it would be based off of potential damage output. The potential damage output of the Ikelos was exotic power. It did more damage than exotic power weapons. So it should be equal to, in some respects, equal to that point, right? Into the point system. Um, so you're basically saying I could tank myself. I could make myself weak. I could throw on a sidearm and then I could run Ace of Spades and Thunderlord. I don't know. I mean, you're changing the nature of destiny as a game, and I don't know if that's what we need when they can put weapons out like the breakneck. I continue to say the breakneck is the future. You just need to have the breakneck be a random role that's curated. So it's more of a loot pursuit instead of a transaction of time. And I think you're off to the races. I think the breakneck is the future. I don't think reworking the weapon system one more time with a point system, I don't think that's the solution. I don't think we're going to get it. Not visions. Have they talked about the weapon updates they're doing for the sandbox update? No, they just said things they're looking at. They've not said what they're going to do. Hector. What do you think if they added a Kimbo version of sidearms? They would still suck in PVE. Uh, Hetro, If we do not get a catalyst back, should all exotics just produce orbs of light? Uh, I think it's a big missing factor for me right now. Maybe. I don't know if that's a big need in the game right now, but if they're not gonna bring back Catalyst, and they should just apply them to all exotics to just yeah, they just generate orbs on multi-kills. I I, I think I could I think I could cosign that. I think I could cosign that's not gonna break anything. Not Vision says, Do you think they need to give PC their own updates like how Black Ops 4 is completely different updates for console and PC? I mean they kind of already do that. Uh, they nerfed uh 1k just on pc because it was an fps glitch but i don't see a lot of need for specific updates on pc versus console i mean i know certain weapons are a little bit stronger because of aim assist and things and and because of recoil and things like that it does feel like certain weapons are stronger and weaker depending on where you play but i don't know if it's enough to warrant completely separate updates i you know i'm not i'm not sure if that's a needed thing right now weird uh sticky do you think they'll make d3 60 fps on console if d3 is 60 fps on console it'll be 60 fps on the new consoles these old consoles struggle to do high fidelity games games that look good right games that look good struggle to hit 60 fps there were games built from the ground up for the PlayStation 4. I have a PlayStation 4 Pro, and Spider-Man was not 60 FPS. Why the frick not? There's a bottleneck somewhere. That game was built for PlayStation, man. I got the strongest PlayStation on the market, and I'm not getting 60 FPS. Why? Why not? There's a bottleneck somewhere. It's probably it's probably the PlayStation CPU. Like, graphically, it's a strong, it's a strong, strong console. But... They've they've always had a bottleneck on their CPU. So if the new consoles can basically be a spectrum. So whether you own the PS4, the PS5, or the or the stronger console, right? They could say, well, it's gonna run significantly better. Higher frame rates on the new console. Okay. Destiny's a CPU hog. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, watch it run on a on a PC and you'll see. Like CPU's just just it isn't optimized. In that regard, like it in CPUs being weaker on consoles is a problem for for that reason. They even talked about that the CPU being the bottleneck for Destiny 2 not being 60 FPS. It's not even the graphics cards. It's not the bottleneck is the CPU. Um, that was true on my last streaming rig. My last streaming rig was solid as a rock. It had great equipment in it, but the CPU was the bottleneck. So I couldn't I couldn't slow down the encoding speed on my on my CPU. One possible couldn't do it. It was a bottleneck, right? Come on, Lono, just, just do it. Just give us give us better encoding. Slow it down on your CPU. Yeah, I'd get encoding errors and I wouldn't be able to stream. See what I'm saying? Um, now the question would be: is if they do that, if if they do that, are we gonna run into the same problem we ran with the Xbox and the PS3? Right? Xbox 360 and PS3 held back Destiny 1 and eventually they got left behind. My thought process on it is this: one year into Destiny 3, you have to leave behind the old consoles. You have to say, "Look, what we want to where we want to go with the franchise. We we need to to put the new DLC only on the new consoles. Squeeze as much life as you can out of the Xbox One and PS4, and then you're at the cap. You're like, we can't do anything else. Destiny 3 is big, it's stout, the worlds are large, but we're limited, we're limited, 2021, they'd be like, if you want this big expansion, it's only available on the new consoles and PC, and I think that's reasonable, 2021, when did the Xbox One, and when did the PS4 launch, when, when did they launch, because 2021, being told, you gotta upgrade your console if you want the best of the best, and the bigger experience, and you want to go to the bigger, newer places, and all the graphics, 2013, eight. years that's eight years out of a console that's good that's good I would take that I would take that man I I don't I don't think anybody anybody could say that's an unfair expectation that I gotta buy a new console eight years later almost a decade I think that's fair um I think that's totally fair and I don't think and I don't think consumers would reject it I don't think consumers would reject it. Now, there might be people that are a little miffed because they just got their PS4 Pro or they just got their Xbox One X and those launched closer, closer to 2021, right? They might be a little bit miffed, but those consumers tend to know what they're doing. They tend to be the type that are willing to always buy the best of the best. So they might not even be really a concern. If you bought the Xbox One X, if you bought the PS4 Pro, you're probably the type of consumer that's just going to shrug and be like, Eh, I want the best of the best. I'll pay for it, you know? Do you you really think people that bought PS4 Pros and Xbox One Xs are going to sit on the sidelines when new consoles come out? Frick no. They're going to be lined up. They're going to have them pre-ordered. That's the type of gamer that they are. The people that don't, the people that are like, nah, I like my Xbox One X, no, I like my PlayStation 4, I don't want to upgrade, I think those people are likely to say, that's okay, I got eight. this thing launched eight years ago. You know, And, and Bungie can even say that publicly, like, those are those are 8-year-old consoles and they were in development before that. So it's basically a decade old technology like we can't build on that anymore. You know? We can't. So Brother Left Hand, longtime lurking fan and I enjoy Q&A. Like the Malfeasance does extra damage to taken, Bungee can create exotic weapons that do extra to specific enemies. Do you agree? No. Um, and I'm not trying to shoot you down quick, but I'm trying to go through the questions a little bit faster. The mods from the raids are an insult. (laughs) They're an insult. Listen, if you want to build yourself around taking damage for Gambit, I'm sure it helps. You get a bunch of those taken, taken, uh, but mods from the last wish raid. Awesome but it's like an insult it's like dude am i really gonna put a bunch of mods on my pinnacle enhanced perk great gear the gear i've invested all my time in the gear that i think is the best am i really gonna put enemy specific mods on my armor no do i really care about the malfeasance no it just it's too narrow it's too narrow of a benefit Think about it like this, One-Eyed Mask is universally effective, right? Malfeasance is really, really contextually, narrowly effective. They're, they're, they're so outside, you I, I, you want stuff right in the middle, stuff that's just solid, fun, and good to use, and strong. Thunderlord, you know, the, the Trace Rifles, like those exotics are solid. Ace of Spades. If you're like, hey, we just gave you another hand cannon, and this one does more damage to Fallen... Who the frick cares? Fallen aren't that hard. Why do I care about that exotic? When am I ever going to use that exotic? Um, cough, cough. The uh, outbreak prime, <laughs> outbreak prime was not an exotic. It wasn't. It was legendary in disguise. It wasn't strong enough to be an exotic. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't benefit you enough. It didn't benefit you enough it, it, to unseat. You know, Dark Drinker, Sleeper, gallahorn It just wasn't strong enough to unseat any of those. This problem existed a long time ago. Complete blackout. I used to play a ton of Borderlands, and one of the really fun things in the game was them allowing stuff to be broken, while D2 plays really differently. Do you think it might be cool for Destiny 2 as well? Yeah, but not not true. Borderlands patched the B-shield. They didn't allow stuff to stay broken. They did not keep things broken, and they had, class, they had classes and abilities that were crap for, for a long, long time. Like Axton. Axton super was never worth using once you got into the second and third playthrough. It was weak garbage, and they never made it stronger. Um, so... Uh, Leviathan says, what do you think about the balance for reaching max light with new content drops, locking powerful bounties so they can't be stacked throughout the season? Dylan hinted at something, but I haven't heard anything as a solution. Will streamers always be the only ones for worlds first? I mean, Giggs got worlds first and he was like, there needs to be a, there needs to be a cap. He said exactly what I've been saying. Global cap. Nobody can get beyond this cap. Nobody can go into the content overleveled. Wrath of the Machine race was stupid. The Scourge race was stupid. I mean, hats off to the team that gets world first, but it's stupid, man. People are going in overleveled. That's dumb, right? Now, as far as saving stuff, listen, listen. The solution is simple. It may not be simple to code, but it's simple. When I go to a bounty over here and it says iron banner bounty right right here in the description okay let me try and find one right here here we go the all for one one for all weekly bounty it says powerful gear reward right down the bottom you know what it should say in parentheses capped at 650 power powerful gear capped at 650 so when this is complete i know when i pop this whether i pop this now or i pop this in february or i pop this in july it's going to give me a 650 capped piece of gear that's the solution all bounties should be tooled to tell you if it's powerful it's capped it's capped at 650 so save them all you want you dumb dumb there's no point well that's not fair What do you mean? What are you talking about? You earned it during the time of the game when 650 was max. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to get you to 650. It's not supposed to be sandbagged for future content. Maybe bounties expire at the end of the season. Right, and people are like, well, people will get mad if you auto-complete or you delete them. Why? Why? You don't deserve those bounties to turn into powerful gear beyond 650. You don't. That's stupid. Like, come on. Come on. You don't. You did it during the time when the cap was 650. You're cheesing. You're cheating. Just call it what it is. I'm not calling anybody's morals or ethics into question, but it's cheesy. And you know it is. It should be patched. It should be fixed. Uh, Frost Phoenix. Uh, I'm over 400 hours in D2, so can't find out which armor to keep and which ones to dismantle. Can you please briefly explain how everyone sorts their armor? My have also been overflowing. All right, you're going to prioritize a couple of things. Number one, ability. So do you want something that's going to reload your guns fast? Do you want something that's going to reload your guns fast? If so, then go for something that reloads your gun that is your favorite choice, right? Oh, I love hand cannons. Okay, well, then look for hand cannon reloader. After that, you're going to be looking for stuff like ashes to assets or hands-on. Because super energy kills and melee kills are something you do pretty regularly, and that feeds your super. Those are good, too. Scavenger perks are good, too. What are you using? Are you using machine guns? A lot? Well, then get a bunch of machine gun scavenger. After that, I mean, you're basically just looking for perks that align with what you carry, right? It's not that difficult. Do you carry machine guns and shotguns? Well, then look for scavenger perks for those, right? Do you use a hand cannon almost exclusively? Then look for hand cannon reloader. It's not that complicated. Are you running way of a thousand cuts and using knife trick like an insane person? Are you running Thunder? Uh, are you running uh, Code of the Missile and you're using Ballistic Slam like crazy with a Skull Fort? Well, you're looking for hands-on. Hands-on gives you super energy for melee kills. Like, how do you play? What do you use? Look for perks to complement those things. It's that simple. I'm not trying to talk down to you, but like, I think people get confused and they overcomplicate it. Just ask yourself those questions what am I using, what am I playing with what subclass am I using, what would benefit this subclass, and then find perks that complement those things and the lore of perfect paradox is the proof that we can go back in, uh, that we go back in time well we go back into simulated versions of time we haven't ever time traveled unless the vex simulation as we misunderstood war minds we thought there were a bunch of war minds and we're finding out now Bungie's kind of changed it and said no there's only one more mind all these other things that we thought were other war minds are subroutines of rasputin they weren't actual their own war minds they were subroutines right what if we completely have misunderstood the infinite Forest and it's not simulations what if osiris is wrong and those are we're actually traveling in time and then we figure out that we can change history i don't know if that's going to happen but for now we have not traveled through time we've gone through time simulations um so uh, uh karma police There's always been a battle between PvE and PvP, and some of the player base want more power or more restrictive sweat. What do you think about PvP players with unique rules and more meta ecosystems? Players with no exotic restrictions? Players with uh, Halo swap balancing? Do you want to know what would happen? A really small percentage of people would engage with it, and it'd be sweaty, and the matchmaking would suck. That's what would happen the reason they could be restrictive in the sweats tourneys is because they knew who was they knew who was playing and they were intentionally matching each other or i mean i think eventually they just use private matches like near the end of the life cycle of d1 right the reason that works is because you know who's playing and it's planned and it's organized if you create a playlist that's sweat and restrictive no one goes in there but the sweats and so matchmaking and connection and everything all of it would be horrible It'd be horrible so it wouldn't be worth developmental bandwidth because it wouldn't get engagement and then people would just complain about it. That happened in Trials. Matchmaking sucks. It's just a sweat fest. Connections are terrible. Yeah, because nobody freaking played. It was the smallest percentage of the community and so there's nobody to match you with and you kept matching the same people because if they match according to region, you're just going to keep matching the same teams. That's why people like on Xbox and PS4 blocked each other because like Trials guys, streamers, would just get so tired of facing each other. It doesn't work. You got to have a bigger player base. You got to have a bigger sampling Gandalf. I miss the actual talk to you to work, but was it addressed that pushing sandbox changes are hard for Bungie because of the monetary cost going through console licensing process is for a release game versus like a game like Fortnite where those are free to Epic because it's still considered early access. I love more updates but knowing the business cost restrictions is something to consider i did not realize epic gets to update their game for free on console because it's considered early access i did not realize that is that a loophole in the pricing structure that they've basically capitalized on i did is that true so epic doesn't have to pay for whenever they push something out they just get to send out the update because it's early access is it can we verify milo's saying it's true that seems like a bit of a loophole right I mean, big companies are good at loopholes, That sometimes is how they become big and successful. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. That's part of it. It's also that the, the Unreal Engine is owned by Epic, and it's super agile and more advanced, and the Tiger Engine and the dev tools for Bungie and Destiny are super slow and arduous, and they can't do stuff very quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things going in there, yeah. Uh, Craxton. So are you for an esports scene if it doesn't affect your our enjoyment of other parts of the PvP scene? Right now the scrimmage scene is really fun and balanced with the multiple rule sets floating around. Um I don't care I don't care if there's an esports scene, man. If they want to do their thing and get a and get a Discord going for scrims and stuff, more power to you, man. Do what you love. I don't expect Bungie to lean into it. I don't expect Bungie to lean into it. A lot of development time for an underrepresentation in the community. So if they give you the freedom to build your own eSports scene with private matches so you can create your own rule sets, that's the ticket. Custom games and private matches is the ticket. If you want an eSports scene, honestly, let the community do it. Let us do it, right? Cause they, then they own it. They, the orgs could do it. The tournaments could, you know, they could all own it. And then you just see if the viewership's there, if the endorsements are there, if the companies that want to attach themselves to the events are there, you could create your own esports scene there. But I don't expect Bungie to do it. Empowering the player base to do it. Well, now you might be talking. Frosty Lina, you stated it would be six years between D two and D three. No, I didn't. No, I said six-year franchise, meaning that 2014 was the launch date of D1. So it's 2020 is six years from there. So what would your roadmap be from the Taken Queen DLC onward? Uh, Taken Queen launches. One more annual pass to get us to the summer of 20, uh, 2020. And summer of 2020, they start marketing and promoting Destiny 3. And the annual pass that takes us from 2019 into 2020 takes us back to a lot of classic locations classic places, classic raids, and it's a beautiful send-off for Destiny 2. That's what I would do. Don Eleven. For raid-specific exotics, do you agree that at some point the drop rate should increase? Yeah, we've already addressed this. At some point, there should be a more accessible line to raid exotics. Yes. Because uh, eventually people don't care about Last Wish, and then how are you going to get a team together to do you know 1K voices? That's frustrating. Um... God ninja what do you feel about the Wishender, the exotic kinetic bow, being moved down to the heavy slot and the damaging being increased? The bow, in my eyes, feels so underwhelming, uh, and having long draw time messes with the potential. Uh, by the way, hi from YouTube. Been montaging your videos recently. Uh, thank you. A brand new Prime sub from it's Papa Giorgio. Thank you very much for the brand new Prime sub, dude. A lot of people have used their Prime subs here lately, and I appreciate you guys doing that. If you have a Prime sub. Use it on somebody in the directory, whether it's me or an affiliate or another partner. Um, I'd rather make the weapon better where it is than reclassify it. Shafe the lock with another prime sub. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate that. Welcome to the Rageless. Don't reclassify the weapon. Why do I want an exotic heavy power bow? Nobody would use it, right? Daddy Roshi with another sub. So many subs coming, in, guys. Thank you. Three in a row. I appreciate it very, very much. A little triple sub there. Welcome to the Rageless. So no, don't reclassify. Just make it better. Make it better where it is. If if it's not good, right? Don't reclassify it and move it. You know, i would be like being. Well, the graviton lance isn't a very good exotic. Nobody really uses it. We'll make it a heavy weapon. What? No, and make it stronger? Huh? No. That, that the weapon type, the fire rate doesn't suit a power weapon. It suits being in a primary spot because it's, you know, trash ad duty. I think they should sell raid reset tokens to give non-powerful gear. Uh, they can make some money, and we could farm raid items. Thoughts? No. No. Full denial. No. You stop it. I don't want them to make money off me wanting to grind. Uh. Uh-uh. No, sir. No. I am waving my finger in your face. Absolutely not. If they want to bring the grind of powerful rewards your first three raid runs and then after that non-powerful, do it. But you start charging me money to reset my raid every week, I'm going to have a real big problem with that because that's turning into Candy Crush. You ran out of turns. No. Uh Uh-uh. You sit in the corner, sir. We don't want that coming to our game. That is the, you don't have enough turns, put in some quarters and you can take some more turns. Turn my game into a frickin' quarter-dumping arcade game? No, sir. Re Next question. (laughs) I like where your head's at, but I don't want to monetize. Let me run it for non-powerful so I can grind for a full armor set or a different role on the threat level, but don't charge me for it for frick's sake. Who am I banning? <laughs> DJ May 88 do you think it's unfair if Bungie offered DLC or an Eververse pack for all the year one ornaments? I don't care. It, just sell the stuff and, and let people buy it intentionally. I don't All the stuff. All the ornamental stuff. Who cares? Just let people have a, a straight line to buying it. Blackjack666. Try to get Wayfair, but still need the Braid Tech ship and the Auto done over 200 nodes. Seem to get a Scout. Think it needs a fix. Titles to linked to RNG is stupid. I agree, it needs fixed. It got looked over because they gave us tons of content, and that wasn't a major part of the content. That was like an outlier thing where, you know, really really hardcore players were going to go for it. So it, it went it went unaddressed. So it sucks for you, but it's not a big giant front burner issue right now. Hollywood Zoro, will the Igelost almost always be in the energy spot? Have solved my making it not full auto, and then and, and then revert the trench barrel nerf. Will the Igelost almost always in the energy spot be solved by making it not full auto to revert the trench barrel? No, the trench barrel nerf was fine. It's functioning as a pinnacle energy weapon. It's a great weapon, and it's wearing the hat of an energy mid tier, second tier enemy killing weapon. It busts shields and kills majors fast. And that's what it's supposed to do. It was wearing the hat of power weapon and DPS weapon, which is why it needed nerfed. It wore too many hats. It was an exotic power weapon. It was totally, it's totally fine where it is now. And people can get mad at me on YouTube and blame me for the nerfing. Yank me, ruin our weapon. It was stupid and it wasn't, it wasn't functioning within the power hierarchy of the game because it was designed at a time when it was a power weapon and we were starving for power and they gave us, you know, that and they gave us the tractor cannon and everything else. Well, tractor cannon was already in the game, but they made tractor cannon worth a darn by doing the void the void debuff. So, no. Uh Mr. Enigma what would you change in the sandbox to balance pvp this is too broad of a question pvp needs some exotics addressed but overall i think that the weapons themselves are in a pretty decent spot if you want to stop getting shotgun rushed pull back from the choke points and use the shotgun yourself or just stay away from choke points and play more passive uh mark musto what do you think of Zerb bounties rewarding missing exotic catalyst that could be a great way to bring catalyst back do it Hollywood Zoro, do you think Bungie will ever update clan bounties so PvE players aren't forced to play PvP activities? Lately, we keep seeing lots of PvP bounties for clan XP. Split it right down the middle. Split it right down the middle. When she has, like, a ton of PvP bounties, it's super disheartening. I don't need them now, right? Because I'm not doing... I'm not trying to level. But whenever I had to do her bounties and tons of them were PvP, it was super annoying. It should be split right down the middle. Uh, The Cleric, do you think... Destiny 3 will be a continuation of D2 or be a fresh start. I like to be a continuation. It can be a continuation and a fresh start. These are not mutually exclusive. Uh, If it's a continuation and you can bring your weapons with you, that's fine, but they need to be quickly made irrelevant. They need to be quickly made irrelevant and left behind. You don't want people using their midnight coups, Icolash like shotguns and, and orchids and blast furnaces and all these weapons. You don't want them using these weapons in D3. You want to be using new weapons, for Pete's sakes. I think time travel is how they're going to reset us with the stranger. That's just been my theory. Petrovono, if snipers get changed and power weapons become unneeded for boss damage, what is the sandbox issue? Uh would arise i foresee just pure lmg play uh, but i'm a little worried i mean no like heavy legendaries need to be brought up snipers need to be brought up to give versatility and options if snipers can meet the ceiling of efficiency of other energy weapons then you could use them and match that efficiency if used properly sit back and use your sniper and be intelligent get snipers with roles that make sense for pve genesis you know uh, rampage outlaw things like this they're going to help it you know function strong not gonna mess with the meta though uh the trud do you think they will shut down the old servers when d3 becomes out because i know some people still play d1 eh, by the time destiny 3 launches i don't think anybody could say that's not fair leave the servers on for destiny 1 it's time to move on it's time to move on i don't know i don't know how all that works i don't know how you just you know you justify keeping it on forever but i don't know i don't think they'll stay on for forever though Milo, what has changed from D one, where people would run raids hundred times from Mythic Class or a raid ship, but in D two people get burned out and give up after thirty or forty runs without getting it? Is it franchise fatigue? Games or raid are just not fun anymore, uh, or have they just gotten fed up with how much RNG there is? Okay, I think, I think it's RNG fatigue. Okay, it's RNG fatigue, and I want you to think about what happens um, to people when they're playing and getting ready to get into the raid, right? So when they're getting ready to go into the raid, they have to put up with the RNG of the leveling grind. That can be annoying. You get the wrong drops. You know, you go in kind of weak. You get delta scaled in Last Wish because you couldn't get the good drops, and the good drops got for your friend, and the good drops go for the other team, and you're salty about that, right? And then you're greeted by more bad RNG in the endgame, right? Right? Eventually, it's probably a mixture of franchise fatigue and RNG fatigue. I think people just get fed up. They're like, dude, just give me what I want. You know, like I'm sick of this. And I think it's reasonable to say, you know, I've run so many times. Keep in mind, keep in mind, D1, you couldn't hit RNG or or franchise fatigue because it was all woven together. Right? RNG couldn't really screw you from leveling so you were getting super delta scaled. I mean, it kind of could vogue because you needed the armor to hit max power. That was the only way to hit max power. Right? But there was something mysterious about it. There was something unique and special. The fate, like, here's the other thing to consider, right? Maybe you didn't get Vex. Okay? Maybe you didn't get Vex or galley, but you got a fate bringer. Maybe you got Vision of Confluence. Okay? That pacifies you. It does when you run last wish and you run scourge do you know what the big problem is when you can't get 1k or you can't get anarchy the weapons that you're getting in the process aren't that impressive they're not end game pinnacle pieces of loot aside from the threat level there is no equivalent to the fate bringer there is no equivalent to the vision of confluence or the genesis chain so you're sort of like I don't care that I got that gun, I don't care that I got that, all I want is the anarchy, the narrow, think about all the stuff, Chattering Bone, and the and the, and the age-old Bond, and the Transfiguration, and all those guns in Last Wish, none of those pacify you, because they're, they're mediocre, but the curated Chattering doesn't make any sense, it's bad, like, and those would have pacified you if chattering would have dropped with an insane curated role maybe desperado or maybe a perk better than desperado i don't know right well if that's the case then that pacifies you you're like i have something really really strong and really really great that a lot of other people don't have like your fate bringer was almost a badge of honor my vision of confluence was mine it was the only stupid primary I could get to drop from the Dadgum Raid. And I liked it. I you know, it, it worked for me. So. I do is whenever you want. Very soon, Lep, give me an give me an hour. Give me an hour or so. I'll whisper I'll whisper you, Lep. Love you, man. Cause so I'm gonna finish this and then eat, and then I'll be right with you. Maybe less than an hour, maybe thirty minutes. Pierre Prince, do you think Destiny Three will let us play as Dark Guardians, Dark subclass? No, I don't think they're going to flip the script like that. I don't. I don't think we're suddenly going to become dark. And I don't think they're going to give us that level of freedom. Do you think being able to call vendor, uh, being able to call vendors or for bounties or quest steps like Ada's would be a great add? Not going to the tower so often. Yeah, I think there needs to be like a, 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 a presence of going back and forth to the tower, but it's too often for Ada. Uh, Matanagi, hey Lono, what are your thoughts on Sparrow Racing League? Doesn't need to come back. It's too chintzy. It doesn't capture players for a very long time. That's a lot of in, that's a lot of investment, I think, for content that doesn't have enduring staying power. Uh, Extremely dark taco, hey Lono, what do you think about the exotic slug hand cannon? In, uh, intrinsic third eye reload and any uh, first to the third bullets to the mag open. Third eye lets you see through walls for eight to twelve seconds. I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into this like exotic speculation weapon design. I, take that to Reddit. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about PvP balance. It's too hard to speculate about how good or strong that kind of a weapon would be. Thorin 9. Do you see Bungie developing a player test system for perks and weapons sometime going forward? Trace rifles were so fun to use, but because it broke trials that weekend, Prometheus came out, it was nerfed into the ground. Well, Prometheus is really strong again, so that's not true. But, seems like better testing ground could be helpful for tracing rifles to keep useful. Well, I mean, there was Crucible Labs. There was Crucible Labs. Can somebody go let Leopard know what I say? He may have come over and had me muted. He may have come over and had me muted. Can you guys go let Leopard know what I said in chat? Um... So, Crucible Labs could be... You could have Weapon Labs. We could have Weapon Labs. I actually had this idea a long time ago. Not Weapon Labs, but it was like, what if they had experimental perk ideas and they, they used the gunsmith to do it? So you could go get a gun from the gunsmith and you would test it out, but it would only last for so long, right? You get, like, 20 kills with it and it goes away, right? In, like, in Crucible, if it, it like its usage goes a lot faster in Crucible, right? So if you get, like... 10 or 15 kills in a crucible it goes away and you can't use it anymore if you use it in PVE maybe it's got like a time limit on it right and then that could provide good feedback to them about like what perks are too strong what perks are cool what perks are not and then we would be basically experimenting with the gunsmith that would be pretty cool we were doing that anyway right we had gunsmith bounties in D1 but the guns were basically trash that we tested with Uh, The Trud. Do you ever think they would do reworks of D1 raids for D2? Yes, I think that's going to happen in the second annual pass, not this annual pass. So fly kite. Uh, A buddy of mine brought up what I thought was a decent idea. Do you think exotic weapons should only be able to drop once since the rolls are static? I got the Thunderlord from the raid yesterday instead of getting a chance at the Anarchy. Yeah, it's stupid. Getting an exotic weapon a second time is infuriating. Tobirama with the brand new uh, Prime Sub. Thanks for using your Prime Sub. Um, Should I put that in Mod Chat? Uh, for a mod to do, poor Lep, oh, everybody's going, I'm so sorry, Frick, Chuck, I'm sorry, I forgot how many viewers were here, I'm sorry, Lep, I love you, and I just probably totally wrecked your chat, I am sorry, don't go apologize, don't, leave his chat alone, I'm an idiot, z 2003 oh, I blew up, I've never watched you raid. I personally don't like the Riven Cheese because the encounter is so beautiful. Do you think it should uh, be fixed by Bungie? How would you fix it? Cap how much damage you could do at each floor. It's a great raid, great mechanics, and it's actually nice and challenging, but it needs to be addressed. I love that fight. Elaborate, humongous, sweet. It's King's Fall on steroids, but it's cheesable, and that's frustrating. Last question. We made it. Lightning J. Should specs for perks like box breathing be added to create diversity for DPS weapons? Um should specs for perks well here's the thing if you're talking about having like a percentage difference between your version of box breathing and mine i don't want that because when you finally get the gun with outlaw rampage or feeding frenzy rampage it's literally just a mark against the weapon if yours has lower specs than mine like you're like yeah i finally got the god roll and it's like a little bit of a black eye it's a black eye on the on the gun why why do that you're not it's not changing the gun my gun with you know feeding frenzy rampage is not is not actually less effective it just feels like it's got a it's got tarnish on it you know what I mean he needs spec mods thank you for clarifying I'm answering the wrong question a mod that would spec box breathing Yes. Yes. yes 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 what if they did a mod that made box breathing the old version of box breathing it limits what you can do with the gun, right? You have to put that on if you want the old version of box breathing. So it's a bit of a pain point. It's like you want to use this scout and you want the old version of box breathing. It's got to be a spec mod to do it. So you can't build like the ultimate scout, you know, have that, have that and rampage and our things. So yeah. Yeah. So 1k nerf. Should it be nerfed on PC? Ask PCS? No, get out of here. They already nerfed it. They already nerfed it. They they, they standardized its damage because it was getting extra damage because of FPS. No, it needs buffed. 1K is weak. Weak as frick. It's not weak as frick. It's, just, it's not the glorious thing that it used to be. If they're not going to buff it, its ammo economy sucks. It needs more ammo. It needs more ammo. Out of the box, four in the chamber, three on reserve. What the frick is that? You don't even get a full mag on reserve without an armor perk. That's... That was justifiable when it was doing tons of damage on PC. It's slow fire rate, it's slow reload, it's ammo, like, that justified the damage. That justified the damage. Now that you brought the damage in line to be the same as console, sorry console players, we got to enjoy a glorious 1K, either give me way more ammo or bring the damage up. So I'm gonna keep streaming. Don't go away. Exciting and fun things are coming. If you're first time being here and you haven't clicked follow on my Twitch channel, do that, please. Click the little heart button. That is a free way to support what I do, and you won't miss these great conversations and Q&A. I'm gonna do an outro for the podcast, so don't go anywhere if you're here live. I'm not shutting the stream down. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, come in live right now. I'm probably live. Twitch.tv/saynotorage. Join in the Q&A. Join in the discussions. We have a great time. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening or watching. Please like. share,